All right, welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies, where we watch a forgotten superhero movie and decide, does this belong in the Phantom Zone to be forgotten for forever or out and about for everyone to rewatch and remember fondly? My name is Arnaldo. I'm your host, and I'm joined, as Alberto, always. As always. <laughs> okay. And today we have a special guest returning. Chris. As once. As once, yeah. Yeah, as once. He's as, as always, once. I'm as once. Oh, oh true, true, yeah. true, true, true. Yes. Chris was on for the Man of Steel episode almost exactly like a year ago. It was around this time. It really was. Yeah, it was right around now. It was around February, but you were remote. And now you are in the studio with us Look live. That. We have yeah. a real person here. I came that's a thousand not... miles just to do this. That's right. Whoa. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, no, he's recently relocated in our fair city. So maybe we see more of him. We'll see. Wouldn't hate it. <laughs> We'll see if we like it. To. We'll see if people like him. Yeah, yeah. If, if y'all like me, <laughs> of course. Oh, you can have a vote at the end. Like, can Chris ever come back to the podcast? <laughs> Let's just do it in the chat. Um, so you are a member of the Assembly Required podcast. Yes. Do you want to talk about that for a second before we get sure, started? Sure, yes. Uh, some friends of mine and I, we have a podcast, Assembly Required, an MCU retrospective. We are actually currently taking a little bit of a break, but we have been... Around for just over almost three years now. Oh, yeah, wow. Two and a half years. Yeah, because the idea was first presented to me literally at my wedding reception was yeah. when they pitched the idea to me. I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so Eduardo is, is our host. And then there's me and our friends Peaches and Robbie. And we have gone through every single MCU film up through uh, Shang-Chi is actually the last movie we were able to do. It got weird once movies started happening while while we had the podcast. Yeah. We started after Endgame, but we've done all the movies. We have done all of the Disney Plus TV shows. We've done actually weekly episodes for those. Uh, so you can go back and listen to how wrong we were about our WandaVision <laughs> theories at, like in real time. Yeah. Uh, were you a Mephisto we joked a lot about Mephisto, and I think we came, like, even before the end, we we're like, we wouldn't be surprised if there is no Mephisto. Like, we're like, we see why it might happen, but we weren't 100% on board okay. with Mephisto. You, you remember the stork? Yeah, the surveillance stork. Someone yeah. had a theory about the stork. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> Peaches actually had the idea that the stork maybe had been sent to spy on Wanda, either by, you know, some evil agent or something from S.W.O.R.D. or... <laughs> Agatha or someone. Uh, so now it sort of became a running joke now that any weird and out there theory we would call the surveillance stork. Uh, so that that's what we call our just bender. a stork, man. Yeah, storks. <laughs> just a stork. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we we took a couple detours. We also did the first season of Daredevil. Uh, that was yeah. kind of our that was kind Ooh. of our test run for uh, doing TV show. shows. And uh, as it turns out, hey, a couple of those characters ended up rejoining us. Later. Yes. Uh, so that was fun and. Uh, We've done every single Spider-Man movie. We did all three all three Raimi movies. We did both the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and we did Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles we did once as well. We've done that, too. Yeah. Uh, we covered that after Daredevil, just because it made sense, actually, to jump from Daredevil to Turtles. They're we connected. We, yeah, we yeah. did that same jump, actually, because then we did the 2003 Ben Affleck movie. Yeah. That was fun. Oh, we even did the Spider-Man ride at Universal at Islands of Adventure. We did an oh. episode about that. 
that's a good idea. We just did the Spider-Man video game. Yes, I saw that. I haven't had a chance to listen yet, but yeah. I'm very excited. That was I really fun. Game. And it's so cinematic. Like, as we're playing, I'm like, this is a fucking movie. It's... There's no reason not to consider it a movie for, you know, Podcast intents and purposes. purposes. Yeah. 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 Robbie would tell you that it is one of his favorite Spider-Man stories just in general. We, and and I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. We came to a lot of similar conclusions about characterization, music. Ooh, We're like, yeah. the music this might fantastic. be some of the best Spider-Man music, period. Uh, same composer as the Daredevil TV show, by the yes. way. Yes. Yeah. He knew that factoid. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check his podcast out because it is a really good time. Uh, it is partly responsible for me going like, hey, I can do that. If they can do it, I can do it. Uh, and starting this podcast. Thanks. <laughs> they could do it. <laughs> no, they do. They do an amazing yeah. job, though. So yeah, and and we've, that was a high we've bar. had Ronaldo on as well. Uh, he joined us for one of our Wandavision episodes. Yeah, I was there. Were one you there time. for the Stork episode? I know you no. guys had to fill me in on the Stork one. Oh right, right yeah, that had yeah. already happened. Yeah, I that's was, right. You I were... was there for Halloween episode. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So so we had a Quicksilver. Yeah, by then, so that was cool. Before we knew, yeah, he was just a Ralph Boner. Ralph Boner. <laughs> Anyway, womp, let's, womp. let's get started. So, Berto, what movie are we watching today? Batman. Which the, Batman? The movie? Batman the movie? It was called Batman, and then, like, subtitled the movie in some promotional materials. Okay. It's from 1966? Yes. Yeah. Starring Adam West, Burt Ward. We'll get into the cast, but the, the list goes on. Yeah. Because the Batman should be coming out well, maybe, like, a few, like, a week or two after this episode airs. Uh, so, right now, we right. just did Catwoman. <laughs> again we're not you know we have rules for our selection processes for our movies and the dark knight trilogy is kind of the notable example of what we cannot do because it set out to do a certain thing it did it and then it just like called the curtains when it was done it was very successful in basically any metric you can find right yeah so mm-hmm. we're deliberately not talking about that so we've already actually covered the four 90s 89 and 90s Batman movies before we did that a, a little over a year ago. Those episodes are out. Go look for them. Yeah, that's when we were still new and recording in a closet. Yes, we were in a closet. <laughs> now we have a fancy-ish fun studio. Um, <laughs> so that pretty much left us with uh, some of that backlog Batman stuff. So we did Catwoman, uh, who's a, a major player in this new movie, apparently, played by Zoe Kravitz. And this movie, Batman, which was sort of functionally a pilot for a TV show. kind of want to get into that. I th- Am I wrong? Have you done research? Because I have not. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I thought it was shot between seasons. Yes, but I think it aired before season one ever came out. Oh, interesting. Uh, they waited that we, long? We could verify it, but I, I think that's how it ended up happening. So that's why functionally, I think this film served as a pilot, even though they had already filmed a season of okay. Batman. Interesting. Huh. Um, and we could we could verify that live. Yeah, sure. One of y'all want to get on that. Uh. <laughs> Well, I go on. Uh, last things, top of the show. We are live on Twitch right now. But if you're listening to this, it's too late. But that's okay. We record all these episodes live on Monday nights. It just happens to be a Sunday afternoon today because it's the Super Bowl. And tomorrow is Valentine's Day. So we made a couple exceptions. But mostly, all these episodes are recorded live on Monday on twitch.tv slash filmsfrompz. We have some friends in the chat. If you like this podcast, if you want to be a part of it, you can do that. Just come hang out with us live on chat. And yeah, and then basically how this is going to work is that we're going to cover our initial expectations for this movie real fast. We're going to into some background stuff, the plot, analyze the movie to the best of our abilities before we get into Keeper Cancel on Adam West. And then we'll decide if this movie belongs in the Phantom Zone. All right. Are you guys ready to get started? Uh, can I you, can like... you fact check me real quick? Fact check. 
The film hit theaters two months after the last episode of the first season of the television series. Oh, so I was off. I was way off. That is from Wikipedia. It was a pilot for the second season. Eh, well. (laughs) So it did serve as a pilot, just not for Mm, the series. I don't know why I thought that then. Eh, Well, you know, sometimes you think the wrong things, and it's important to fact-track yourself. That's okay. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's what we do here. All right. Let's run through real quick our initial expectations for this. So basically, like... Chris, I'll let you go first because this is mostly about like maybe prior experiences Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. with the movie or expectations going into this if you hadn't seen the movie before. But last year, after we finished our podcast, I was like, hey, if you're interested in any other episodes, here's a list of all our movies. You just let me know which one you want. Take your time. And within seconds, you said Batman 66. It's not a question. That's what I want. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I I had seen this movie before. Uh, I guess to uh, share my batman experiences i guess this version of batman the tv show the 60s tv show was my introduction to the character Mm. that was how i knew batman as a kid you know and then i saw you know some of the cartoon and everything but the first batman thing i remember seeing was watching this i don't remember if nickelodeon used to show it there was some channel that used to show i mean it was syndicated so it was always in reruns when i was a kid so i watched you know not like religiously or anything but enough that this was my conception of Batman and the Joker and the Riddler and the Penguin and Catwoman and Robin and all these characters. Okay. So I have a fondness for this take on Batman. <laughs> I know it's very campy and oh. you know very silly. Oh, yes. And your mileage may vary on <laughs> if that works for you or not. Because it was how I got to know the character, it certainly works for me. I love serious Batman, too. You know, mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of, of the Nolan movies. You know, for all of my... Uh, you know, quibbles with the more modern DC movies. I actually do like Ben Affleck's take on Batman. I think it's really good. I don't want to get Arnaldo too sad, so I won't go into that too much. But <laughs> It's a sad subject, especially around this time. <laughs> yes. Um, but, you know, so I happen to think that Batman as a character really works in a lot of different interpretations. And yeah. so, there's just something interesting about this character and the supporting characters in the story that you can do a really dark, gritty take on it, and it works somehow which is crazy when you think about it because it is yeah. a guy dressed as a bat beating up a clown but also a bat. you I can lead into the absurdity <laughs> of it and that works too and there have been plenty of writers who have somehow managed to like thread the needle and make it you know lean into the absurdity but also play it serious enough that that, that also works so it's yeah. just really fascinating to me i don't know what it is about batman that you know i think almost more than any other comic character has that kind of flexibility i don't think there are any other characters that run the gamut like batman yeah. does in terms of style spider-man can kind of come close because there's some super like serious dark sure. spider-man story and mm-hmm. then you have like the stupid yeah. like silly stuff but batman like you can go from one end of the oh, spectrum yeah. to the other and... some of those other characters are no matter how you do it they're still in a box and batman has no box no right? <laughs> and i love what you were saying chris like sometimes in comics you'll go into the Batcave. And it's a serious comic, but you see the giant penny, uh-huh. you see the T-Rex, and people are like, what's that? And he's like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's kind of like there are allusions to the absurdity, but they treat it in such a way that you're like, oh, he's still kind of dark and gritty and serious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Well, he's still got problems. Yeah. He's still <laughs> incredibly depressed. <laughs> yeah. The Arkham games, I think, do a really good job of, of yeah. hitting that balance. Yes. Yeah, they do. We're probably going to start playing the Arkham games on stream. Yeah. Coming cool up. with that. Yeah. Because I've never played... It's appropriate. I've never played the first one. 
I've only played Asylum? the first one. Oh, Angela yeah. actually just finished up playing through City uh, oh. recently. So I'm, none of you have played Origins? I, no, I played Origins and I played Night. All right, Origins is the one a lot of people like kind of sleep on, but it's actually pretty good. Yeah, I quite like uh, and both it's a of Christmas those. game. It is a Christmas. There's not game. a lot of those. Yeah, there are. Yeah. No, it takes place on Christmas Eve. I feel like we had this. Con- Arnaldo, did we have this conversation, or it might have been another group chat in where we talked about how come there aren't more Christmas video games? We may have. There yeah. aren't enough. And because I remember maybe mentioning Miles Morales. Yes, Chris and I are in a group chat that goes off maybe a. 500 messages a day mm-hmm. so <laughs> the things we talk about just eventually we cycle them and i'm like we already hashed this out refer to our previous arguments mm-hmm. <laughs> do you want to go next yeah i have never seen this movie oh so you have expectations this, this, then i had expectations yeah i had never seen the show either oh wow but i knew like all like the references to the show and stuff like mm-hmm. that just through like pop culture pop culture yeah and actually, like, I recognize a lot of, like, the little quirks that this movie specifically has from the movie Sky High. <laughs> they reference the, references? the old Batman I, a lot. I, have a, I started making a list I compiled of references to this movie specifically, yep. and then I had to stop because I'm like, this well, is too much. Mermaid mm-hmm. Man and Barnacle Boy from Spongebob. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there <laughs> yeah. you go. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, like, I kind of went in knowing it was going to be, I knew it was going to be campy. Mm-hmm. It still, like, surprised me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I figured like this would just be like just kind of a fun, campy experience. Don't take it too seriously. Absolutely. It's going to be dumb. Yeah. And that might not necessarily be a bad thing. Okay. So that's what I thought going into this. I've seen this movie a handful of times, actually. Mm. And for whatever reason, I never enjoyed it. (laughs) I think this is my first experience with Batman as well. The thing is, it's so deep in my childhood that I don't actively remember it. But whenever I see like the bomb scene, like something clicks in my brain and I'm like, I watched this at like three years old. You know what I mean? Like, I, I honestly think I was showed this at a that very young age. Might have been a little too long. <laughs> but it's, 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 I think it's the best extended gag in this whole I movie. I think it goes from funny to why is this still happening to, back funny, to again. funny again because yeah. it goes on so long. Yeah. And I think my first conscious memory that i have of batman though is animated series so that's okay. always been that's like true for a lot of people around yeah, our age that's yeah. my like default batman so whenever i saw this afterwards i'd be like well this is stupid and this isn't for me and i get <laughs> it by the 90s but, batman like, was already like somewhat serious oh yeah and yeah. i mean mm-hmm. batman doesn't get serious until like the 80s yeah. and then the burton movies that just floored the gas pedal at that point yeah um, and then everybody is all in on making Batman super depressed and super serious. And, and we're going to get into damaged. that. Yeah. And, and damage. And <laughs> like the Joker. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, <laughs> because he's really just a reflection of Batman. Come on. So every time I'd seen this movie, I didn't think it was funny. I didn't think it was enjoyable. And we're going to talk about it. But this time around, I think I think this movie works for two distinct age groups. It's okay. like, you know, like 10 and below. And then like 30 and above. <laughs> <laughs> and okay. in between, it's like, that's you're, too, fair. That's fair. you're just too cool, you know, to like you're deal like, with any of that. What the hell is this? Like, I'm, I'm too old and I'm too edgy for this bullshit, How come right? he's not punching more people? How come he's not yeah. sad? Why are his punches connecting? <laughs> A lot of punching in this, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. But it's one of those things where it's like, you know, when dad jokes become funny, this movie becomes funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you see, you know what I'm in saying? the same vein. Yeah. 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 So... <laughs> My expectations, again, I had seen this movie a bunch of times. I was like, all right, maybe this time will be a little bit better. But I honestly quite enjoyed it. So let's get started. All right. 
Let's do some background stuff for this. So they acquired the TV rights for Batman and they wanted a more serialized show to harken back to like The Adventures of Superman and Lone Ranger, you know, shows that were from the 30s and 40s. And I think this far out, like it's 2022, it's hard to like put yourself back in that era, like pretend like you're there. This is from 60 years ago, almost. That's nuts. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because when we were kids, it was only 20 years old or whatever. Which is that, that just 25 years old. Even when I was a kid, though, I would have been like, that's old. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, and sometimes when I think about old things, they all just kind of blend together. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, Batman had already been a popular character for well, 20 the, some years by since now. Since the 40s or since 30s was... Late 30s to early 40s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's when he got popular. And so... Whenever Bob stole credit, when was Well, that? right away. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Kane, yeah. You made this. I made this. I made this. <laughs> so by this point, you know, these serials that you would go to the movie theaters for, I mean, people had TV sets at this point. So like that was long in the past. Not everybody. A lot of people had black and white sets and, you know, oh, in the by 60s. the 60s, I yeah. guess it was a little bit more mm, yeah. sprinkled throughout the households. Right. Getting a color TV now, that was... That was rich people that was, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, my mom actually talks about she had two-level house. She and her brother and her mother lived on one floor. And then, like, her aunt and uncle and cousins lived on the other floor. And they had the color TV. Oh. So they would go to go over, <laughs> like, on, on Sunday nights or whatever to go watch World of Color on, oh. uh, on NBC. And Which, Walt like, Disney show. That's crazy to think about because now in an average household, there's probably a screen in almost every room. It's a screen in almost every pocket. Yeah. There, yeah. Like, there are six like, screens in, in our this. garage. Yeah. There are six screens in this room right now. Shit. <laughs> yeah. No, it is insane. You ever read about. Fahrenheit 451? Yeah. <laughs> it is all about how just every wall is a screen. So it's crazy to think that like in the 60s, they're like, oh, we, we got to bring back some of that 40 shit. You know? Yeah. So this was originally pitched to be more of a hip, fun, and yet still serious adventure show, similar to The Man from Uncle. However, William Dozier, after reading a few Batman comics, decided it should be pop art campy comedy, hmm. uh, <laughs> which is interesting. Espionage novelist Eric Ambler, who was going to write the show, dropped out because of this, because he obviously wanted more of a spy kind of like serious a thriller show. Yeah, maybe yeah, like that, uh, like that shitty Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. Yeah. That was that got clever in places. Hold on a second. Oh no, not that one. The next one. The next one got more clever, I think. But, I think they were both clever in their own ways. But it was less spy. That one was more like war spy. The, the seventy five, what's it called? Yeah, what's her that name? Was like um Linda Carter. Linda Carter, thank you. Mm. Hers gets a little bit more uh wartime espionage. So against Wikipedia guidelines, I have included a list of fun facts. Um uh, most, if not all, of Batman movies have made some references to this. In Batman mm-hmm. 1989, Jack Napier, which is the name they gave the Joker, despite him never having a name, partly named after Alan Napier, the actor who plays Alfred in this movie oh. and TV show. Oh. In Batman Returns, the plot device of Penguin running for mayor is stolen from two episodes of this show. Does he offer to finger people and... I hope not. Does he eat a fish in front of them? And... <laughs> Let me show you and my grope everybody. flipper trick, bite people's noses off. <laughs> oh, man, Danny DeVito is something else. No, but he probably has gas in his umbrella. Oh, so, yeah, there probably. you go. Yeah, he loves that umbrella gas. <laughs> in Batman Forever, Robin's catchphrases that start with holy and end with Batman uh, are mentioned. I don't know if you remember at the end, Donald, oh, fuck, what's his name? 
Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell, thank you. Goes, holy rusted metal, Batman. I do remember that. <laughs> it was so out of place. In the Dark Knight, the Joker in the in the beginning opening scene, he wears a clown mask, which is taken from a clown mask that Cesar Romero, uh, the actor who plays Joker in this, wears in an episode, not in this movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. In the Lego Batman movie alone has three different references. Well, of course it does. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense that they did that, though. Yeah. At one point, Alfred is describing um, all of the movies as Batman's past experiences. And he goes, that weird one in the 60s. And they show the dancing scene from one episode. Have you seen that? Uh, I've seen the Lego Batman movie, yeah. No, no, no. Like the dancing no, scene. No, I have not seen the dancing oh, scene. Oh, I'll show you later. The tattoosie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen references to right, the Right, right. That, that's yeah, fun. Yeah. Also, Alfred dons the bat suit at one point in the Lego Batman movie, and it's this bat suit. And then towards the end, all the onomatopoeia start appearing while the music's playing. Pow! Can, can I share a quick complaint I have about the Lego Batman movie, which I very much enjoyed? Oh, yeah, sure. Ray Fiennes plays uh, Alfred mm-hmm. in, in this movie. Also in this movie is the Dark Lord Voldemort. And who is does, not played by Ray yeah. Fiennes in this movie. I remember He's that. He's already is... in the movie. Just make him play Voldemort. They that was sa- super they weird. Some money. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have Vol- to hire a second person to play Voldemort. You already what? have the real Voldemort right there. Yeah. Was Voldemort in the Lego movie? No. Why was he in the Lego Batman movie? I forgot. I don't remember either. No, because the Joker ends up bringing in villains from like every, oh, you know, every yeah. like, yeah. WB franchise. Because like the gremlins are in it. I, which I didn't think about when I put the shirt on. I'm wearing my Gremlins shirt right now. but well, Technically, it's a Batman reference. Yeah, there we go. Uh-huh. Um, the Daleks from Doctor Who attack Gotham. Yeah, Which is just right. an incredible thing to happen in a movie. I love it so much. Um, so, yeah, and Voldemort is in it. Any villain that they have the rights to use, basically. Yeah, yeah pretty much. That. Oh, that might count because they, uh, they were going to make more and they haven't. That might count for it our purposes. It is animated, purposes. though. It is animated. We can break our own rules. Who cares? Yeah, no, no, no matter. You made the rules. You can yeah. change the rules. Yeah. You set the terms. Uh, in the Joker 2019 movie, that one, Bruce Wayne, the kid, slides down a pole in his backyard. And uh, while... I hold don't on, remember that movie. The director confirmed that was intentionally a callback to sliding down the pole in, in this movie, in oh, the show. Did he hit his instant change level? <laughs> no, he was, like, he was like in his front yard playground. Uh, when in some reason the Joker visits him, I don't know if you remember that. I hate that movie. I still haven't I seen it. It's and horrible. It's not horrible. It just didn't. It just appeal to me in the least. It doesn't work in a Joker context uh-huh. at all, and I think it doesn't work in a non-Joker context either. Mm. I see why people like it. I just also think that those people are wrong. There are probably other movies that have done what it's trying to do better. Taxi Correct. driver. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, isn't it supposed to be like a takeoff of Taxi Driver yes. and King of Comedy and, and King of yeah. Comedy? Yep. yep. And I just go watch Both those. Both of those movies <laughs> did it better. Right. Just watch those movies. But instead. now we have two actors who have won Oscars for playing the Joker, which is just such a wild thing that has happened in, yeah. in this world. And again, I think one was very deserving, and I think the other ones, I just don't think the role was that good. And well, anyway, mm. references in other media: Batman, Robin, Joker, Catwoman, and Penguin. These versions all appear in Space Jam, A New Legacy. I remember seeing that. Oh. Oh, you watched the movie? Yeah, it's not that great, but it... <laughs> I heard it was bad. The Michael Jordan one's better. And the Michael Jordan one's not, not that, that great. Not that great, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this Batmobile was in Ready Player One. It was one of the cars in the background. One of the many references. Yeah. <laughs> National Lampoon's Animal House features a Deathmobile made to look like this Batmobile. Okay. I haven't seen that one. Interesting. 
Other fun facts, Burt Ward is now the only surviving main cast member. That's sad. A little bit sad. <laughs> and he, Burt Ward, reprised his role as old Dick Grayson in Crisis on Infinite Earths. The TV crossover. Oh, yeah, the CW shit that I stopped watching like five, six years ago. (laughs) The one and the same. Adam West was featured in Batman the Animated Series, Mm -hmm. where he plays the Grey Ghost, who's an aging TV superhero within the universe that Bruce watched as a kid and drew inspiration for Batman. That's meta. It was very meta, and it's a very enjoyable episode. It's it's really sweet. It is. It's touching and wholesome and yeah i love in it. a way it is kind of saying hey you know what this batman also valid you know it, it's kind of like yeah. yeah he's still batman yeah because uh-huh. the gray ghost tv show is kind of similar to this this tv show mm-hmm. okay within that within that, that universe yeah, yeah. <laughs> adam west voiced thomas wayne in batman the brave and the bold okay uh wow. the simpsons and other shows have made multiple references so many that oh, it's not yeah. worth listing mm-hmm. uh three of the four arkham games have made references to this Harley Quinn, the TV show, has made several references to just this movie. That tracks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, including the shark. Seth MacFarlane refused to make any references to Batman while Adam West was playing himself as the mayor in Family Guy. Was there any reason for him? To I don't ref- know. I couldn't find it. I don't know. Like, just like, restraint from Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. Or, yes. Or was he like, <laughs> I just, I want it to be Adam West. Maybe just Adam West. He might have thought it's just low-hanging fruit. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, it's too easy. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. If you get Adam West, you're like, okay, we're going to make him funny without using Batman jokes. Yeah. Because you know? he also plays a fictionalized version of himself. Yeah, yeah. So it'd be very easy to be like, Batman joke, Batman joke, Batman joke. Mm-hmm. I believe there's references to the Adam West version in Fairly Odd Parents. also. There's a superhero named Catman. Oh, yeah? <laughs> oh, yes. I don't know if it's voiced by Adam West or an impersonator, but he sounds very similar. It's done in that style. Yeah. In his voice. I mean, he has a very... Distinct. Distinct. And, way of speaking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not to be uh, confused with the Catman from the actual DC Comics. Yes. Oh. Who is uh, part of the... Um, what are I'm, they called? The, I'm not that aware of this uh, character. It, they're not the Suicide Squad. It's the other group of bad guys that Bane's in, and they're not the Sinister Six. Mm. Um, <laughs> but uh, Secret Six? Does that sound like a thing? Uh, Gail Simone wrote them for a Legion long time. Of Doom? I was going to say no, Legion of Doom. Not Legion of no. Doom. It, That's the main group. I feel like it's an alliterative SS name, and it's like Damn. Catman and Bane and Ragdoll, a bunch of like B tier Villains. Mm. Villains. And Bane, who I wouldn't necessarily uh, consider I couldn't B-tier. tell you the name of the... I'm not huge I want to. I want to say it's Secret Six, but I could be wrong. Interesting. Okay. Catwoman is played by three different actors in this... In this mm-hmm. movie? In this show, altogether. Oh. Julie Newmar plays her in the first two seasons. Lee Merriweather plays her in this movie, which okay. is awkwardly set between both of those seasons. So you get Julie Newmar, Lee Merriweather... And then Julie Newmar again. <laughs> and then in season three, she's played by Eartha Kitt. Yeah. Okay. Santa Baby herself. Did you uh, ever watch Space Ghost Coast to Coast? Yes. Okay. Ooh, have you seen the uh, the Batman episode of that? No, it I It was not. one of the... It was called Batmantis. Adam West was on it. Uh, <laughs> Burt Ward was on it. I think Lee Merriweather was on it because Zorak becomes Batmantis. And she's like, I'm Catwoman. He goes, Julie Newmar was Catwoman. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> Oh, John said, you're right, Chris. It is a secret six. Ah, yes. Oh, Thank sweet. you. Thank you. We've got, uh, we got a fact checker. Oh, right. And I think <laughs> I have chat. one more reference in Kick-Ass. When Nick Cage is dressed up as Big Daddy, the way he speaks is very That's reminiscent right. of yes. the Adam West version of Batman. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And, and we like, mentioned that in our like, Kick-Ass, Kick-Ass episode. We followed you. To- 
<laughs> yes, he's definitely doing an Adam West. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lastly, there are multiple sequels to this, actually. There is Legends of the Superheroes, which is a live action TV show loosely based on Super Friends, which is based on the Justice League. There were two specials for that. Came out like in the late 70s. Hmm. So already like 10 years after this. And Adam West and Burt Ward reprise the roles. Oh, shit. So we will be tackling those. Then there's also the Batman 66 comic book, oh, which yes, is a yes. like 2014 or 15 or so continuation of this story in comic form, mm-hmm. uh, which also opened the floodgates to doing a bunch of these. So now there is a Wonder Woman 75. Yeah. And I a, think they've even crossed those over too. The have they Bat- now? Batman 66 and Wonder oh, Woman 75, cool. they crossed over. That's fantastic. Cause, yeah. Because they've also now done Batman 89, 89 a continuation. Yeah. So they fi- we finally get sort of the Billy Williams, Harvey Dent. Two yes. Face. Oh, thank God. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> and some of that might, I mean, who knows what they're going to do now in the movies that Michael Keaton is coming back. So that universe is crossing paths. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe we learn a little bit more about what happens in his universe way after Batman Returns. Similar yeah. to like what No Way Home kind of did. Sort of. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and there are also two animated features that are direct sequels mm-hmm. to this, also voiced by Adam West and Burt Ward. I didn't write them down. Oh. Fucking. Well, one of them had Shatner's Two-Face, right? One of them is, is Batman versus Two-Face. That's the second one. And yeah. the first one I think is called like Return of Cape Crusaders or something like that. Both of those, since they are animated, and we already set a precedent to this, is when we did TMNT. Yeah, if there's like an animated sequel to one of these, and then it's that counts. We can do game. it. So we will be tackling both of those films as well. Okay. And I've never seen them. I have them. Never seen them. And I think that's all of kind of the background I got that was worth mentioning. Unless if any of you guys have any more fun facts about this movie. Yeah, I think we're good to go in the plot. Right. I don't have anything else to add. What cool. about you, Chris? Oh, yeah, let's 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 do this. Let's All right. Move atomic batteries to power. On. <laughs> Turbines to speed. Uh, oh, and I forgot to mention, this movie is not streaming anywhere, unfortunately. So if you want to watch it, uh, you'd have to rent it. You'll have to spend $4 like I did this morning. I rented yeah. it off of Amazon. I bought it on a DVD many years ago. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought I did, but I think it might actually be my brother's DVD, so I don't have it. <laughs> well, they should really put this up on HBO Max, though. I'm wondering if, because I saw it was a 20th yeah. Century Fox movie, so I wonder if... Disney, know, Disney well, can snag oh, it. Oh, there we go. Put it on Disney <laughs> yeah. Plus, maybe. But it was also aired on CBS. Oh. There's probably a lot of... I mean, back then, they There's were just... a lot of rights everywhere. Oh, yeah. Plus, they were very loose and fast with all the rights. They were just like, yeah. you make this, I'll, it'll go on my network, and then years later, they're like, who owns this? <laughs> yeah, no, no one thought that far ahead. No. no. Maybe it can't go anywhere, and that's why it's only available for, like, rent. Who knows, yeah. Cool. Let's get started in the plot of this movie, Batman from 1966. It starts off, by the way, with an acknowledgement, thanking real crime fighters everywhere. <laughs> yes. I- oh, this is a very, like, pro-police movie. <laughs> yes. And for uh, yeah. a second, for a second, I read that, and I was like, is this advocating for vigilanteism? Mm-hmm. Because it's starting to sound that way. No, well, but then they no, very much say no. Batman is not a vigilante. He's not yeah, a vigilante. He's fully deputized. He is deputized. If anything, like, they got offended when they called Batman a vigilante. They're like, yeah. no, he's not. How dare uh, you? Yes, and I want to get into that in a minute. It felt almost a little Monty Python-esque, uh-huh. because it was like, now we're going to take it to another blurb that's kind of a joke. <laughs> To and the lovers of the ridiculous blur. and the bizarre. Yeah. I watched it, I'm like, hey, yeah. that's me. That is. They're really yeah. letting you know what you're in for on this. Oh, they're yeah. Like, they're yeah. like, like, this is their, all right, just sit back and let this movie happen and yeah. just enjoy it, for, <laughs> yeah. uh, enjoy it for what it is. Let it happen Another to you. Another weird thing is like this movie like demonizes alcohol. 
Yes. And <laughs> I, again, I want to get into that. It demonizes alcohol, but not alcoholics. No, because you know? they're human beings. Yeah. <laughs> it's very human in that sense. And I'm, if I'm, you drink, you're riffraff. I'm so sure everyone on the set are probably drunks. Wow, more it's than likely. the 60s. <laughs> it, was, it was honestly funny. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, billionaire Bruce Wayne. And oh, his no, no, no. He's a millionaire because uh, this money is, was yeah. meant something different back then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're, you're, oh, right, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. I noticed that like you just, when they said millionaire Bruce Wayne because like, that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Inflation uh, has yeah. just changed Batman uh-huh. forever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Billionaire Bruce also has a better uh, ring to it. Yeah. Because it's an alliteration. Right, right, right. Millionaire Bruce Wayne and his ward, Dick Grayson, return to <laughs> Wayne Manor, enter the Batcave via bat poles, flip the instant costume change lever, jump into the Batmobile, and head for the airport to board their Batcopter. They attract the attention of military personnel and bikini-clad models on a rooftop. They fly towards a yacht they've been called to investigate. Batman descends a rope ladder to board the yacht, but it mysteriously vanishes. Oh, it is a bat ladder, according to the label. I'm yes. the way. so sorry. Uh, Everything in this movie <laughs> is labeled. I yes. want to know, like, the, the set decorator have the most fun just, like, coming up with names for every prop on set. Absolutely. Like, oh, my gosh. Batman descends a bat rope ladder. Or no, a bat ladder, right? Bat ladder. It's Sorry, just bat the ladder. bat ladder. It's a rope ladder. I just want everyone to kind of visualize it. Mm-hmm. To board the yacht, but it mysteriously vanishes. Batman is lowered into the water where a shark very quickly latches onto his leg. He calls for Robin to lower the shark repellent bat spray. Robin leaves the helicopter to climb down the ladder very slowly and carefully and hands Batman the spray as he punches and kicks the rubber shark. Um, he sprays the shark, which falls into the ocean and mysteriously explodes. Just a couple Sorry. notes about that is that you see that he has a bunch of different aquatic animal repellent yeah. bat sprays. Yeah. There's yeah. whale spray. Uh, there was uh, barracuda spray. Was there octopus spray? I think there was octopus spray. They could have used that, that for one. later. Yeah. 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 I love how it was repellent and then bat spray. Or was yeah. it bat spray and then repellent? No, it, one was, of those it was shark repellent bat, bat spray. spray. So uh, it is the kind of bat spray that repels. There are yes. other kinds of bat sprays too. There's it's... air freshening bat spray. Um, there is uh, Different cooking bat spray uh, when you don't want to actually use olive oil. Uh, you know, um, there's um, butter probably. <laughs> there's wasp killing bat spray. Oh, yeah, that one's I'm, useful. I'm sure. I'm sure there there are many more sprays. So this Batman's all about aerosols. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I mean, he's the reason. You know, I always heard the billionaires are the ones behind climate change. And, you know. <laughs> also, uh, Robin hanging from the ladder. I like to think that was a nod to his past as a circus performer. It probably wasn't. Yes. But uh, but well, uh, I thought maybe, it was. Maybe it was. Because he didn't have to do that. Yeah. And he gets on his knees and hangs backwards like an acrobat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, hey, it's the Flying Graysons. <laughs> yeah. There's also, there's something I kind of liked about like when they were just like in their regular clothes and like running to the bat cave. There's something uh, just good about I, that. <laughs> I've written down many times here that they do a little scuffle and a little <laughs> scurry every time they run. <laughs> and it's just kind of like. Because there's it's like, like a, when you're like crossing the street and you're like you run, but it's really just like a eh. no. But there's more kind of hoppy and kind oh, they of like always a, do like a hop, a little like, hop and like a scuff. Whoop. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a gardener or there's a lady there that you see for a split second. So basically, a civilian she can't see, you know. So they're just kind of like they wave at Alfred and her and just kind of like this is normal as they kind of scurry away. <laughs> 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 um, why can't the Batcopter just be in the Batcave? Hey, why do you have to go to through? another location? You seem like well, a lot... It wouldn't be safe to uh, because if it launched from the Batcave, everyone would see it coming from by Stately Wayne Manor. Oh. So. There are a lot of logistic things in this movie where I was like, a new movie would just cut that out. 
But in this, it's like you have to well, we see have to show them everything. taking or, the proper or steps. Or if they don't show it, they will explain in detail what's happening. Right. And what they're doing. Yeah. I think this also might have been them finally having the budget to have a bat copter. So, like, we're going to we're gonna do I, it. Yeah. I wrote down the budget for this is all wasted on vehicles. Mm-hmm. There mm. are many of them. And something else I found interesting with the Batmobile, you know, I don't I don't know if we have that much time to talk about it. It's black and with a red trim, which was at the time a, a new kind of color scheme for Batman. I don't hate that color. It's nice. Yeah. I think it's nice and it's very distinctly for this. Mm-hmm. I don't think the red on black ever stuck for Batman. It's always like yellow Batman on gray. Beyond did the and red. Blue. Oh, yeah, oh, it's true. a different that's character. Yeah. yeah, but that there that is true. I just thought that was interesting. Why were the bikini models just hanging out on the roof? There was I no wrote pool the same there. Question in my notes. I will say that. <laughs> I, I wrote, why were all those bikini ladies on the roof? They, they and just the one were. guy in like the one piece suit. <laughs> yeah. And then um as you see like the Batcopter flying, you see like another group of people and it's like, it's good to see them doing their job. Yeah. They're, just, <laughs> they're doing a picnic, but it's <laughs> It makes a feller feel safe. <laughs> it makes yeah. a feller and the police saluting the Batcopter as it yeah. goes by. At first, I was like, "Why are the police saluting Batman?" Then you later find out that he's deputized. Part of the, he's yeah. part of the force. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but they don't know who he is. So, I have a lot of questions about that. that. We'll work? get into it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. What are the specifics here? Batman and Robin return to a press conference where we learn the yacht belongs to Commodore Schmidlap and his new remarkable invention. A very suspicious Soviet reporter named. Kitan, Kitana, Kitanya, Irena, Tatanya, Kereshka, Alisov, asks to see Batman's face to sneers and scoffs from the crowd. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) Police Commissioner Gordon and Chief O'Hara explain that Batman and Robin are deputized agents of the law, and revealing their personal identities would defeat the purpose of their roles. I have questions about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> in private, Batman, Robin, Gordon, and O'Hara discuss a yacht distraction and survey which of their super criminals are currently at large. They uh, in- may I interrupt yes, for a yes, moment? Yes. Uh, we have a mutual friend who always has said that he wishes that Batman would do more detecting in his movies. We do. And we're about to get an excellent example of Batman doing some A-plus detective work. When I told them I was watching this Is movie... A-plus? Oh, it's A-plus. Was he right? He was right. He's right about almost everything in this yes. movie, but he does make some critical errors mm-hmm. we'll get into. When I told him uh, we were doing this movie, I was kind of amazed that he had never seen it. And yeah. as I'm watching, I'm like, he might like this or he might hate it. And I... I don't really... I can't it's tell. It's hard to... Well, you never know with him. I feel like they <laughs> simplified the detective work so much, though, to where, like, they say something, it's like, yes, of course. But I think my... Okay, so I... This friend of ours, I've met in person on two occasions, but I have spent countless hours talking to him on the internet. So mm-hmm. it is difficult for me, having little personal experience with him, to gauge his sense of humor. So I cannot pinpoint if this will work for him or not but i am fascinated to learn yes yes i hope he watches it i hope he watches it (laughs) they introduce the penguin joker the riddler and catwoman and ponder their involvement what happened on the ladder was fishy which points to penguin and it happened at sea C for Catwoman. C for Catwoman is my favorite thing in this entire movie i just want to take a moment to appreciate that C for Catwoman. And Batman's like, you're right. The absolute absurdity in that sentence. There's so many leaps in logic to where they get to this. Again, you have to be older than 30 or younger than 10 to appreciate such a dumb pun 
and uh-huh. and that they take it seriously, you know. And the shark was pulling his leg. Yes, the exploding shark was pulling his leg, a la the Joker. And then this is my other favorite <laughs> thing in this entire movie. It all adds up to a sinister riddler, the yeah, Riddler. Yeah, when he goes riddle, er, like <laughs> like you didn't do like anything the just now. Monster on Sesame <laughs> Street, riddle. Chief O'Hara seemed pretty proud of himself, but I was like, "You, that wasn't a, a leap in logic at all. You just said Riddle Riddler. <laughs> that was the one that made the most sense. <laughs> right. That's, that was clear as day. No, but here's the thing is that it's not a riddle. He's just saying, this is confusing. It's like a riddle. It must be the <laughs> Riddler. A, <laughs> co- a couple times they said, it's a riddle formed as a joke therefore it points at both of them and i'm yes, like does was, it though that was how they figured out that uh that they're working together because i because <laughs> i wrote in my notes that they then figure out that it's the four of them a second time later in the movie but i think what it is is that they're hypothesizing that it could be any of them and that maybe they could be working together and it's yeah. later on when they see the joke riddles in the sky then it's confirmed that, that it's confirmed there's oh, riddles in the sky oh, you're right. but they're that's, written like a joke that, yeah yes. that's what, a lot of riddles are jokes though I, yeah <laughs> again leaps in logic <laughs> in the chat we have is this how we get a DC versus Marvel crossover and the 20th Century Fox oh, the, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean that's probably the closest we're gonna get nowadays yeah. imagine if this got somehow put on Disney <laughs> Disney would jump at that i, think I feel the closest you get to a dc marvel crossover now is like Fortnite. probably yeah, yeah. The, star there wars were crossover. some intimations by the writer of the batman lego batman movie that they were working on a sequel and he is hinted very strongly without outright saying that they wanted to do an avengers and justice league crossover in the lego batman that. movie in lego form it would be perfect yes no you not- could make all the jokes that we all want oh made. yes yes and it, you know you don't have to take it seriously which is what all of the Lego movies have done so well. It's making yeah. great jokes without taking themselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay, so a lot of this... First of all, it's the Cold War. We have to make fun of Russian people. Oh, uh, yeah, that's... Yeah, which, Red Scare. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which happens a lot. <laughs> a lot of this feels very comics, code authority, censorshipy. Yeah. And it makes Actually, sense. Actually, yeah. It makes sense because this is the same time as where the comic code authority is like really imposing their like, will on comics. All crime has to be like as evil as yes. evil can be. Good must triumph over evil. Always. Crimes must seem unsavory. Police cannot be made to look weak or impotent. They kind of seem kind of impotent in this. <laughs> well, Batman's a cop though. Which I guess makes up for that it. makes yeah. it okay. Yeah, because he also cannot be a vigilante because that would make him a criminal. That's why he was fully deputized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a moment later on, too, where he, he, we'll get to it, but he has like a moment of realization where he's like, I almost made a criminal like good in my mind. You know, like I almost looked into, I almost like was into that. Mm-hmm. And he's <laughs> like, oh, no, that's, that's terrible. It's yeah. a very dramatic okay, moment. We'll get into that. But I don't know if you guys kind of it's felt the same. It's a dramatic. And then later on, yeah, we get Robin's shit talking alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe you saved the riffraff in there. I'm like, I would rather just people enjoying a drink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, I would rather die than not be able to trust my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> He'd rather die than be drunk. Oh, Robin, you're too young. <laughs> How naive. How naive. Um, okay. The Soviet reporter, whose name is now abbreviated to just Miss Kitka, thank God. Uh, heads for a sleazy tavern where she's addressed as Catwoman. In the attic, she reaches the headquarters of the villainous foursome's newfound group, the United Underworld. 
which just looks more like a clubhouse. <laughs> Joker, Penguin, and the Riddler pass blame for their failures, and Catwoman assures them Kitka will take down the dynamic duo. They've taken Commodore Schmidlap prisoner, and he unwittingly believes he's still on his own yacht, stuck in a fog. The Joker delivers his tea at his beck and call. I love how they're like, does he know that he's been kidnapped yet? And they're like, nope. <laughs> yes. Oh my God. The shot of the guy, like the little sailor who's just like maintaining the illusion <laughs> was so good. He's like blowing into a foghorn. Uh, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. Oh my God. The fact that the Joker just walks in as himself. He mentions like, oh, like you look ghastly. <laughs> Do you need some sun, maybe? <laughs> like, oh, I mostly stay below decks. I mean, it's always brought up, but I feel like we should bring up Cesar Romero's Joker. The fact that he did not shave his mustache. Yeah, it's just kind of the, funny. The, paint, the face paint over the mustache. Yeah. I love it. I love it, it. It's a fun detail. And there's later on, I want to talk about like costumes and, and some set things. They were fully expecting, and then again, it's the 60s. They were fully expecting this to go on a small screen so that you wouldn't be able to see the details, Mm -hmm. you know? And the mustache is one thing where they're like, if you cover it with makeup, you will not be able to see it on a CRT black and white TV. Oh, yeah. No, here, yeah, we have it in high def now. (laughs) That's true. On big screens, you see all the imperfections that they thought, this is TV making, not Mm -hmm. movie making. We're going to get away with so much by using cheap sets and weird cuts and all these little things. But now it's like, we see that mustache. We see every hair on your face. I will say his facial expressions as a Joker are like great. There's just something about the way he moves his face. I don't know. Yeah. The Joker in this is such a strange thing today because the Joker has evolved so much since this came out. Yes. Where at the time he was very much just a jokester. Yeah. You know, especially during this period, which is very kind of like Comics Code Authority. Like he started out killing people. And he stopped, and it was just kind of like very gaggy, one line. Kind of a, literally a clown. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. Ju- not an insane clown, just a clown, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and even in this movie, they don't take him seriously at all. He's like the lowest rung of this team. He has the least to do. He gets bossed around a lot. He gets punched a few times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like the most kind of like. And then he like he's kind of worried about his. Like at one point, he like panics about like the safety of the submarine. He's basically not the Joker that we would know today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who's very smart, in control, psychotic. He's uh, like the top manipulative villain. Now. Oh yeah. yeah. It's weird where you see him getting bossed around by Catwoman, Riddler, and Penguin. They're the smart ones. And Joker's just kind Joker's of like doofus, Joker's just say. there yeah. for for the laughs. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's a bit strange, but <laughs> I mean, considering what that character was at the time, yeah. No, Cesar Romero is amazing. Yeah, <laughs> like it's. I great. think it's safe to say that Mark Hamill was at least partially inspired by Cesar Romero's Joker. As yeah, well. I think that you can see. Yeah. you can draw a line to it. You absolutely can, but that's around the time they the character became more imposing. Uh huh. And I think a lot of that goes down to Mark Hamill's interpretation. Mm-hmm. The, I think the animated we're... series, yeah. Yeah, because uh, Jack Nicholson, yes, yeah, sure. And, and he yeah. was definitely psychotic and he was a murderer, but it was weird in a way where I think Mark Hamill became more of the defining Joker. Yeah. You know, for I a long time. I think he still kind of is. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would say what makes Mark Hamill's Joker so great is that he is all of those Jokers and can, yeah. like, he can do a Joker in a cartoon that is just silly. He can do a terrifying Joker, and he can do a Joker that is silly in one scene and terrifying by the end of it. Yeah. And he can turn on a dime, and it works. 
he he can embody every single aspect of the Joker in one performance or in, or in many performances, yeah. and I think that's what makes him the defining Joker. Yeah, I feel a similar way about um. This is starting to veer off topic, but Kevin Conroy as Batman, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. his Batman voice is, it's the voice that I will always hear when I see Batman. Yeah. yeah. And I think the Christian Bale voice is probably the worst voice. <laughs> I think he tried what do best. You, mean? <laughs> you don't like this. <laughs> I've died my day. Yeah, I'm interested in uh, in what Robert Pattinson's is gonna look like and sound like. I am in interested. That sense. Yeah, but uh, again, Batman's he might a character. Surprise us. He's a character again. We said runs the gamut, but at this point, at least in films, I think he has too many interpretations, and we need to start too many different. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, I'm in that camp where I'm like, they should have stuck with Ben Affleck. They should have made that work. They didn't. That's where we are now. Well, ben Affleck doesn't even want to do it anymore. WB ruined it for him. So uh, yeah. <laughs> so so I mean, yeah, that's you know that's the reality of it. And it's a character that's too popular that cannot just be abandoned. So here we go with a different iteration. So it, it will be maybe this one will stick. Who knows? Because it's not even set in the same universe as the rest of the fucking thing. So yeah. we'll, we'll find out. But yeah, The Flash could always change that. <laughs> that is true. Back at the Batcave, Batman and Robin do some sleuthing. After studying a photograph taken by the Batcopter, they surmise the yacht they saw was just an illusion, a hologram projected by a buoy. They set out for the Batboat to investigate. While, yes? Batman leaps over something on the dock for no reason, and I love it. <laughs> He didn't I don't think do I noticed that, that, but he did that for us. You know, <laughs> uh, again, there's a lot of just like funny scurrying and kind of hopping uh-huh. about as Batman and Robin. Yeah, just their movements are weird, but I like love it. I hate it, but it, I love it. It's uh-huh. you know what it reminded me of. It's like you know when it's Halloween. You know, you put on the costume and you're like, hey, look at me. Like, I'm in the, I'm this character now. And, <laughs> and you take your cape and you put it in front of your face and you're like, ha. I guess if you're Dracula. <laughs> Everybody does it, dude. <laughs> they set off for the bat boat to investigate while Batman assumes that the real yacht is likely on some island with everyone still on board except for the Commodore and his invention. <laughs> the villains intercept Batman and Robin in their penguin-themed submarine. Batman looks for fingerprints, but only finds salt and corrosion. The old enemies of the crime fighter. (laughs) Penguin and Penguin activates a magnet in the Penguin. (laughs) Can't get through this. I love this damn movie. (laughs) Penguin activates a magnet in the buoy, which holds the dynamic duo in place by their utility belts. They fire torpedoes, but Batman reverses the polarity to send out energy and confuses the first two torpedoes. Classic techno babble there. <laughs> yeah. His batteries die, however, and the third torpedo hits. Luckily, a porpoise sacrifices itself, intercepting the third torpedo. The nobility of, of the almost human porpoise. <laughs> a lot of animal deaths in this movie. Oh, there's so many. Chris, we, we talk about this a couple times. Is this a deuce ex machina? Uh, oh, I was actually thinking about that <laughs> through watching this movie. There are like ten days ex machinas in this movie. Yeah. Uh, days ex machinas. Yeah, the uh, the porpoise, the pipes the, later maybe. Oh yeah, I hid behind the pipes. I, I can buy that a little bit because that's more. He died off screen. Never mind, he's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the porpoise, absolutely. And I do feel like there are a couple other. Oh, the fact that um, penguin accidentally hit the heavy water. Uh, oh yeah, and didn't yeah. notice. Yeah, yeah that, that's that's maybe borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you know that that introduces some possible 
you know, conflict that they never really go back to again. But but the porpoise is 100% Deus Ex Machina. I want to know more porpoise about that, um, whatever other universe they might have been sent to when they... Yeah, with the antimatter. When they became oh, anti- yeah. never see them again. They so, should... so we'll never see them again? No. We should... <laughs> they should bring that up into a, a DC TV show where those five goons went. They yeah. Maybe they end up in the Peacemaker the series. GP, like, one, two, three, four, five. <laughs> I, I certainly hope they show up in The Flash. I mean, I think that's f- the, the, the least that Warner Brothers can do for us. <laughs> I feel this is the first of many commercial break cliffhangers, oh, if you yes. notice. Yeah. Which doesn't quite work in an hour and 45 minute film. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. The way it's set up, because again, you watch this as a movie, you would never know that this was obviously made to be broken up and to put on TV. Yeah. And And, and this is like, yep, there's the cliffhanger. It's like, oh no! I wonder what's yeah. gonna happen. We'll find out in like two seconds. Right. <laughs> to be uh, and continued actually, right now. And actually, he's just fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's a lot of this too, where they just kind of talk about it off screen. They're like, "Yeah, we didn't, we didn't film that." Mm-hmm. But a dolphin totally just took that Dutch torpedo. <laughs> like, damn! <laughs> and now we're back in the Batmobile. We made it out just a fine. Porpoise. <laughs> like, what's with them blowing up animals? <laughs> <laughs> um, Batman calls the witless Navy admirals who verify they sold a submarine to a P.N. Gwynn. <laughs> Just then, a Have missile... Have I done sh- something foolish? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, Admiral. <laughs> Giving away a pre-atomic submarine without even a home address? <laughs> yeah, they just had a P.O. box. Did they send it to the post office? <laughs> That's what I want to know. How big was that damn P.O. box? I love that he, uh, Penguin has the resources to then outfit this submarine with flippers and a beak and all this shit. The flippers are (laughs) wonderful. Just like, oh my gosh, what a touch. P-N-Gwyn. Yeah, uh, real subtle. (laughs) And Robin's like, Penguin. (laughs) Uh, Just then, a missile shoots out of the water and explodes in the air, writing a riddle in the sky for Batman and Robin. What does a turkey do when he flies upside down? What weighs six ounces, sits in a tree, and is very dangerous? Robin quickly provides the obvious answers. First, he gobbles up. And second, a sparrow with a machine gun. These are, like, how did you get to this (laughs) conclusion? I have always been obsessed with how quickly he gets sparrow with a machine gun. (laughs) Sparrow with a machine gun. Sparrow with a machine gun. I love that that he punches his, he's always punching his palm, you know? And he's like, that's it. I did it. Is Robin like a genius? Uh, you know, like, and then later on, Boy, much I later, yeah, no, much later on, Robin is a genius in some versions. Like, uh, Tim Drake is mm-hmm. supposed to be like one of the smartest guys, um, and he makes a lot of equipment and stuff for Batman and shit. And he was able to find Batman's identity on his own, and that's why he became the next Robin. Yeah. Oh, Philly, we know turkeys don't fly. Also, Robin and Cannon has that juicy booty. He does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> juicy, juicy booty. Wait, which oh, one is it? Is this it? One. Oh, Nightwing. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yeah, 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 it's Dick. Yeah. Dick Grayson canonically has, like, the best butt in DC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird thing to give him, but... <laughs> Combine the two answers. Who would eat a bird in a tree? A cat. Catwoman. <laughs> <laughs> Batman suggests if the four of them are conspiring together, their only objective would be world domination. Oh, my gosh. No, th- this dialogue, I need to share it. What are they trying to do? Take over the country? If it were three yes. of them, I'd say yes. But four, their goal could be nothing less than world domination. 
There were so many times where I was like, I need to pause and go back and listen to that dialogue verbatim <laughs> because you cannot paraphrase this and do it justice. Like yeah. you have to just like put it no, in. It's just it's the dialogue that's ridiculous. <laughs> Cut to the villains planning world domination. Mm -hmm. The Riddler devises a very unlikely plan to capture Batman. Catwoman will kidnap a do-gooding millionaire like Bruce Wayne to lure Batman into saving him. Inside their hideout, Batman will slip onto Joker's trick platform, which will hurl him out the window and into the sea and in the grasp of Penguin's exploding octopus. <laughs> That's I, the snap I sent last <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I love many things about this. First of all, they think that this is a good plan. <laughs> Second of all, and at no point do they think maybe one of us will accidentally fall onto this platform. <laughs> Second of all, they just ridiculed Penguin for his exploding shark network, and then they're like, oh, but the exploding octopus, there's your key. Mm -hmm. Well, octopi are much smarter. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> but it's rigged to explode. Do you think it's going to want to... She's going to grab onto Batman and then <laughs> kaboom. So that's what I am, huh? Some kind of suicide squid? <laughs> <laughs> What's the other thing I really liked about this? Oh, later on, they, they recap it. Their plan. Because they're always doing that. They're, again, commercial break. They're reminding you what their plan is. Riddler later goes, and we won't be linked to this crime at all. Excuse me? <laughs> like, your logo is plastered on the wall. These are all your gags, and you you won't be linked to this? They have a bookshelf that's labeled riddles, private. <laughs> they have a bookshelf labeled jokes, private. <laughs> and also, apparently, according to the police database, they're the only four supervillains that aren't in jail right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they're the major ones, yeah. <laughs> um, I will gladly rent this just for the comedy. You really should. If you've never seen this, Philly, you should probably watch yes. this. It's, it's definitely it's, worth it. Yeah, it's it's worth a watch. If you go in with the right frame of mind, yeah. like it is a very enjoyable yeah. time. And I will say the same thing I said about Schumacher's Batmans. At the time, we were very upset that this is what Batman is. But now that we've gotten so many other iterations of Batman, you can go back and look at it very fondly and be mm. like, hey, this was... A weird this time. This was a fun take. Yeah, yeah, where we did this crazy Batman, but now, you know, we have these other ones too, and they both kind of like, they can coexist together differently, mm -hmm. you know? Dressed as Miss Kitka, Catwoman visits Bruce Wayne. She brings him some of Riddler's riddles, which he dismisses as a prank, but asks her out to dinner anyway. Uh, the way she describes Riddler, I wrote this one down too, a bourgeois criminal cad called the Riddler. Who preys upon the workers of this country. <laughs> the workers of this country. Yeah. I like that she goes in with a more Soviet perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These are the workers, the people. He goes down to the Batcave to read the riddles to Robin, who instantly solves them. <laughs> oh, I wrote this down too. A ballpoint banana. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. Has a, what has a yellow skin and writes? A ballpoint banana. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what people are always in a hurry? Rushing people? Russians! <laughs> Therefore, someone Russian will slip on a banana peel and break their neck. To which Batman says, precisely the only possible solution. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, what detective <laughs> work is this? Like, <laughs> I'm the world's greatest detective. I, I love, though, that like as ridiculous as like their detecting is, like the paths to which they are going... Take him to the right answer anyway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just, it's so nuts that he jumps to someone Russian's going to slip on a banana peel and break their neck. <laughs> a ballpoint banana? Is that any less nuts? Oh, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> <laughs> a ballpoint banana. Batman is concerned for Miss Kitka and her potential involvement, 
quietly describing the violence he would administer unto anyone responsible for harming her. Mm-hmm. He says, I'll bash him brutally. I'll tear them limb from limb. <laughs> Which is hilarious now that like Batman has this identity of like not killing. And yet... Especially this Batman. <laughs> yes. And he's just like, I will murder I will anybody. <laughs> this Batman touches... kills a lot of people too. A lot of people die in this. A lot of people yeah. die in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Alliteration. Oh, there's there's a lot of alliteration in this movie. <laughs> this, oh, yeah. this is the most verbose film I think I've ever seen. It's <laughs> full of alliteration and just eloquent like side talk. The writers and... had a lot of fun. Oh yeah, you can tell the writers just like good stuff. This is hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, at this point, I like to talk about the Batcave a little bit. It's okay. so meticulously labeled. <laughs> the, the, the fire pole is labeled like Batcave entrance. <laughs> <laughs> not, not only that, each pole is labeled for each person, Bruce and Dick. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, not Batman and Robin, no. Bruce and Dick. How incriminating right there. It's all on one wall. <laughs> and uh, let's see, there's the steam-powered lift up the pole. I yeah. forget exactly how it's labeled, but something like that. And he goes we do back see him use once. the pole. Yep. Yeah, the there's instant the, costume change switch, as you mentioned yep, earlier, the Berto, instant and... costume change, which is a lever that they hit, and then they're just instantly in their costume. Yeah. Yeah, and well, it's all in the name. Yeah, like yeah. that's what it does. <laughs> oh, and he even like calls attention like later on the drinking water. It's clearly labeled. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, it, yeah. and it says drinking clearly water. Clearly labeled. Yeah. Go like, find drinking it. water station or something. Like that. It's just a sink. The funny thing is, I've made in my place of work, and I, I've told this before. I work at McDonald's. I've been managing and supervising, and I've been an administrator for McDonald's for a long time. I have told uh, you know general managers, have you ever seen? Batman from 1966. No one has confirmed that they've seen it, unfortunately. But I'm always like, I'm like, check it out because everything in the Batcave is so meticulously (laughs) labeled, and that's how I want you to treat this whole kitchen. I want you to label everything Mm -hmm. so that when you hire a new person, they go, "Where does this go? There it is. It's clearly labeled." That's what Summer and Sable's mom did when she started working at Chick Fil A. Oh, really? Labeled everything? Again, and, smart. And when, people hated it at first. When you, but when you work with a lot of people, you need to make everything as streamlined as possible. And you have he, to idiot-proof whatever yeah. you possibly can because, mm-hmm. hey, most people yeah. are dumb, apparently. Sure. And also ignorant Not to proof. call out our audience. Because you guys are I'm, smart. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, you hire someone on the first day. Like, they're not going to know. I mean, it's, it's easy and simple to, like, color code things, yeah. label things to be like, hey, I know... You're new here. We don't have time to discuss this. Here you go. Find the label. Find the color. Match us up. Figure it out. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like, yeah, it's redundant to people that know it. But, like, yeah, it is helpful for new people. It also maintains everything in the same place after a long period of time. Because it's kind of like in your home, you know where you want everything. But if there was 50 hands touching your stuff, you need everything to go back in the place where it goes. Right. So I love referring to specifically this bad cave and being like, make it like that. Label everything. <laughs> <laughs> Get a giant penny. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no penny. I didn't see a penny. Yeah, there's T-Rex no penny in this, in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Even though those things predate this. They're very, yeah, very early true. things. You'd think that they would... Um, you need more room for computers. Yeah. Bat computers. <laughs> and machines. Me. Bat computers, mm-hmm. bat machines, bat water. Bat water. <laughs> the bat radio. The bat- Bruce and Kitka go on a date and carriage ride, followed closely by Robin and Alfred in the Batmobile. They take issue with watching Bruce's intimate moments with Miss Kitka. Bruce takes her back to her borrowed penthouse for a hot cocoa. Robin turns off the monitor to avoid seeing them kissing. As Bruce starts speaking passionately about his longing for Kitka, he says he has the feeling he's about to be utterly and madly carried away. 
Cue to the rest of the villains arriving to carry him away. That was wonderful. That was good. (laughs) Bruce fights them as best as he can, but he is bested and taken away. Robin finally takes a peek and sees the room destroyed as Bruce is carried off in their jetpack umbrellas. (laughs) Uh, I think one of my favorite little details are the use of the domino masks in this, especially by characters who don't need one. Yes. (laughs) Alfred has is wearing one under his glasses. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because he is out as a, you know, he, he's one of the superheroes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, it took me a minute to be like, what, what's wrong with his face? I'm like, oh, he's wearing a mask. I, I legit thought those were goggles. And I'm <laughs> glad you, you set me right on that. That's amazing. And then, um, like, when Robin turns off, like, the view screen or whatever, he's like, doesn't Alfred say, like, is that, like, pertinent? He says, is that pragmatic Prag- or something? And Robin's like, I don't know, but it's the only decent thing to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously they need to be watching, you know, what he's doing, but they don't want to see him become intimate either. Robin is the kid who wanted to make sure he didn't accidentally hear a swear word. You know, like, oh, I'm too young to hear that. (laughs) He's a a a good Christian boy is what he is. Basically, yeah. Um, Also, when other villains break in, they look just like they always look. They're their classic iconic villain look, right? Except... Joker and Penguin put on domino masks also, in case that would do anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, Riddler and uh, Catwoman always wear masks, but... They had to hide their identity. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> some, there's, some of the action in this scene is not that bad, to be honest. It, you know, It's the 60s, it's a TV thing. Yeah. And I'm like... Look, it's all on camera. It's and... one of the things that you clearly see that the punch is not connecting. Oh, no. And sometimes well, you can freeze frame and there is ample space between them. There's like a them, foot yeah. between them and yeah. the guy still goes <laughs> There is t- something to say about the choreography. Yeah. And again, kind of low budgety. Well, it's like in a weird thing, way it yeah. works. <laughs> I can't describe why it works, but it does. It kind of looks like, and there's one, there's a fight later on that's just way more egregious, but it looks like, uh, you know, some uh, high school drama kids, they put together an action scene they're on stage. stage fighting. Mm-hmm. And they're doing it. Yeah. And, and, there's, and there's still something to be said there. Like, uh, you know, it's... It looks like something. Like, it's not horrible. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> I've be, seen wars. Could be worse. Absolutely. At least there's no quick cuts. Yeah. I don't think they'd thought <laughs> nice about all that takes. editing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just put it all on camera. One take, Max. So yeah. whatever happens, happens. Cover up whatever doesn't work with the sound effect. <laughs> yeah. Um, I hate the jetpack umbrellas. Why? There you look weird. <laughs> they, they did look like a band of witches. <laughs> yeah, that was what I thought. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> At the hideout, Bruce awakens and threatens to murder them all. He astonishingly hasn't recognized that Catwoman is Kitka and demands to see her. They blindfold him and do the switcheroo, throwing him in a room with Catwoman as Kitka. Joker loosens Bruce's knot for some reason, freeing him to fight them all off. He pushes a henchman onto the trap, who is launched through the window and into the sea, triggering the exploding octopus. <laughs> As one does. That's my favorite scene in this movie. <laughs> Bruce climbs through the window and gets away. Yeah, they did the rag doll where they just put a doll There's and just, just a rag fired doll him flying off. through there, and you hear like a like a scream, like ah. <laughs> Lands in water, and then like a trick mind just goes off. We didn't even get to see the octopus. We saw the shark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am just amazed. And something else happens in this movie where, like, Batman and Robin prove they're smart enough, but he just cannot see that this is 
clearly Catwoman. Mm-hmm. And she's <sighs> yeah. purred at him several times. I know. She always says perfect. Yeah. Like she really hits that purr. Perfect. <laughs> then again, <laughs> they also didn't realize when they were just listening to his voice that, wait a minute, that's Batman. So Right. He's yeah, not so doing a bat voice at all. All parties are pretty dumb right now. Well, this is basically a cartoon. They're exactly <laughs> as smart as they need to be and not one iota more. Yeah. <laughs> the villains continue with their plan. Riddler reveals the invention, a dehydrator intended on distilling whiskey. The Penguin tests the invention on five of his goons, turning them into dust. Catwoman carefully spills their particles everywhere. <laughs> Batman returns... Be careful, his... they all have mothers. <laughs> I yeah. love that. That's one of my favorite lines. He also. was, like, worried about them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, like, half of the dust is just going all over the yep. floor, too. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Batman returns to the hideout with Robin, but only finds a bomb in their stead. He quickly searches for Miss Kitka and tries to throw the bomb out the window, but sees a three-piece marching band. He takes the bomb through the tavern, is flanked by nuns, a pregnant mother, and the band again. (laughs) He's just running around (laughs) holding it over his head. He runs down the dock, but it's filled with lovely pedestrians, lovers on a boat, butane gas containers, the nuns again, the baby again, the band again, and some nice ducks. (laughs) The ducks! He remarks, some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And then the bomb blows up. The bomb explodes. <laughs> but Batman survived in the nick of time behind some pipes. I just remember when you were talking about references in modern Batman movies. Isn't this just the end of The Dark Knight Rises? <laughs> I considered that. Yeah, this is. I was like, this kind of feels like. Can't get rid like, of a bomb. Where do we put the bomb? Huh. Just take it out to nowhere. And then Batman dies, I guess. Mm-hmm. It, this is also the part where. <laughs> Robin can't believe that Batman went out of his way to save the riffraff in the bar. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because he says something along the lines of, like, they're probably imagining things and attributing it to, like, their drunkenness or something like that. Yeah. That's where Robin goes, like, oh, I'd rather die than not be able to trust my own eyes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then Batman has to remind Robin that, it's like, they might be drinkers, but they're also human beings. Yeah. I really enjoy this sequence. It's very Monty Python. Mm-hmm. It is, it, actually. <laughs> it's very much so. And again, that was the other big comedy troupe going on at the time from the UK. <laughs> the it, scene goes on a little long. But, but that's part of the humor. It's part of what makes it funny. And is you're that like, why hasn't the bomb gone off yet? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a really long fuse. The fact that like nobody responds to Batman at all. They just keep on walking towards. As at one point, like... The band just won't stop. There's only three people. The band <laughs> won't stop. And he's like, well, sh- I guess I'm going to go around the band. <laughs> and like, they're not moving at all. <laughs> like when he told everybody to get out of the bar, everybody left except for like two ladies that were just sitting there drinking. And they're eating. I think like their crab oh, legs they, are like, yeah. we're not stopping. They're like, we're not, we're not getting <laughs> up. And he's like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Penguin appears in a pretty convincing disguise as Commodore Schmidlap. But Batman and Robin recognize him as the Penguin immediately. But they don't yeah. recognize Kitka. Exactly. But <laughs> and I like that they won't concede until they can actually prove that he's Penguin. Even though they know he's Penguin. Right. But we'll, we'll test your fingerprints. That's the law. <laughs> Beholden to the Penguin's First Amendment rights, however, Batman and Robin must confirm his identity. His fingerprints are covered in plastic, so they must take him to the Batcave to check his retinal scans. And he's the one that reminds them, don't you have a retinal scan back at your <laughs> glorious Batcave? <laughs> right. <laughs> and Robin's like, you'll submit? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. 
<laughs> my favorite part of this is when the, the penguin's listening it. So Batman and Robin keep like turning over to like talk to each other, but penguin can hear them. <laughs> and he's, he's like, he's like interjecting and stuff. And when penguin's plan seems to be like about to happen, Batman's like, so we'll just use the bat gas and knock him out. And penguin's like, wait, what? The, the what? <laughs> <laughs> like that wasn't a part he was like looking forward to. Like, Psst. <laughs> Oh my god. At the Batcave, Penguin asks for water and rehydrates the thugs. It's clearly labeled. <laughs> uh, they fight Batman and Robin but disappear at their first hit. Batman pretends to believe Penguin's disguised as a brainwashed Commodore Schmidlap. They take him back to the dock, but on the way, Penguin gasses the two of them and steals the Batmobile. Batman and Robin pretend to pass out because actually they were impervious to penguin gas from some anti-penguin gas pills they took. That's so specific. <laughs> <laughs> they track him in the bat bike and the bat copter. It's, yeah, it's very specific. Also, I love that uh, he just goes, here, take this pill now, Robin. Robin's like, and Robin's yep. like, all right. Go. <laughs> no if questions Batman asked. Batman wants me to take it. Can we also talk about how because he rehydrated him with heavy water that when they got hit, they turned into antimatter? <laughs> And a Batman's like, they're no longer in this dimension. Yeah, and Robin is distraught. He's like, you mean they're never coming back? <laughs> and Batman's like, but no. they weren't drunks. They didn't deserve that. <laughs> so uh, we basically just killed a bunch of more henchmen. Yeah, but I love that. Uh, obviously, this this has no scientific bearing at all. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense. That's not how antimatter works. <laughs> um, and- and the fact that like they dehydrate these goons into just dust and that they're not dead. And then they sprinkle them everywhere and then they're fine again. They'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But if the water has too many metals in it, then they're just going to go turn into antimatter. That's what it is. Because later on, and they make a point to label, this is soft water. This is Yes, they do at the end. That is true. That is true. So they didn't want anyone worrying. Yeah. It's all about the, like, like, the, like the Japanese delegate would bang the table and disappear. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about the hardness of the water. Uh-huh. Yeah, that, it makes a huge difference. Uh, also, this movie's entire budget is vehicles, and I talked about it, but like they, they get into a bat cycle, which is cool. Hmm. Then he releases, like, you remember the part where they, they get to the Batcopter, and he releases Robin's Oh, thing? and he just keeps like flying in there. And he just slides, and he calls it the bat, or the Robin cart i think or something go kart something like that, yeah. <laughs> and he just to, for no reason just to be exciting because then they they both get off of their things and they get in the helicopter anyway yeah it's dumb <laughs> uh, it's great though the backcopter gets shot down by another missile but miraculously they crash safely onto the foam rubber wholesalers convention uh, i love that so much by it's the a way. good thing all this foam rubber was here <laughs> yeah i I did think I spotted it out of the corner of my eye. <laughs> but there's the other day Sex Mac and I couldn't think of. Oh, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Again, another commercial break. Uh, <laughs> the missile writes two more riddles. What goes up white and comes down yellow and white? An egg. That one makes sense. That's the only riddle that makes any sense, by the way. <laughs> How do you divide 17 apples among 16 people? Make applesauce. Here's the other thing, <laughs> That's too. That's a stretch. They should have flipped the numbers because you just have one extra apple. You also could have made apple pie, apple but butter. But everybody could have had an apple, and then you would have just had one, throw it away. That's not even a problem. You think Batman would waste food? <laughs> True. One uh, person could have two. A unification and a container of hope. I love that an egg is a container of hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that I can have an omelet. <laughs> uh, meaning the United World Organization, which is hosting a meeting of the Security Council. 
Instead of commandeering a taxi, or because the budget ran out, they decide to run there. <laughs> we'll get there faster. <laughs> the villains arrive to the United World Organization. There's a bit of dialogue here. I need to... Well, yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. To, Go on. Robin goes, Batman, I'm getting a stitch. And he goes, let's hope it's a stitch in time that saves nine. The nine members of the Security <laughs> Council. <laughs> he says that, like, while running, so I didn't hear any of that, by the way. <laughs> Oh, it's it's just chef's kiss. Yes. <laughs> the villains arrive to the United World Organization where Catwoman drops her cat to find the weak spot in the door so that Riddler can blow it up. They just needed something for the cat to do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Penguin infiltrates from the inside using poison gas. The security council members are so busy arguing loudly that they fail to notice the villains enter and start dehydrating them one by one into piles of dust. Trenchant social commentary. <laughs> I know. Also, they're all just kind of sitting there while it happens. Like, pew, and then the other people are just like not really reacting because they're diplomats they're <laughs> arguing so hard they haven't noticed because also, they're all arguing in their own languages yeah 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 how's that work it's the cold war there's tensions uh-huh. batman and robin are too late and they deduce they've taken them to their sub also the japanese guy was being dubbed over i don't know if you've heard yeah, that. i noticed that that was weird i think it was gibberish too that they dubbed him over yeah. right? it didn't oh, sound boy. like a language Ugh, <laughs> racist <laughs> that's uh, why we never got batman versus godzilla Oh, yeah. I would love to talk about that at length, but there's no time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love the part where Batman is going to go out on the elevator as if he's never fucking used an elevator before. He reads it in all the languages. Oh, yeah. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Uh, up. <laughs> it's the up button. It was very convenient for the viewer's sake that they turned into different colors of mm-hmm. dust this time, too. Yeah. The villains demand Riddler write a ransom in plain language, demanding $1 billion from each country delivered to their island by trained carrier pigeons. What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Because they all need to contribute, and Penguin has the pigeons, I guess. Mm -hmm. Are they exploding pigeons? (laughs) I hope not. Uh, Batman and Robin are in pursuit of the sub in the bat boat. Evading missiles, Robin sends a jamming signal through the bat radio for the missiles to lose their way. Joker fires torpedoes, but Robin fires... Bat charges out of a huge bazooka cannon. Where did he get that from and why haven't they used this earlier is what I want to know. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The villains flee deep underwater, but Robin aims the bat charges at the sub. Meanwhile, the real Commodore Schmidlap is still on board and hasn't got a clue why why he still isn't on his yacht. (laughs) The sub story, I love he's just reading a book and he's like, what? Everything's falling. He's like, this is fine. (laughs) The sub starts taking water and surfaces. Batman and Robin board the sub and engage the villains and their henchmen. A hilarious fight ensues with comic-style onomatopoeia appearing on the on, on screen. Catwoman throws her cat at Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Just immediately, the only thing she can think of. <laughs> he catches it and continues punching and kicking villains off the sub and into the sea before throwing it safely onto a lifeboat, where he says, Hold on, pussy. Keep in mind, this was a different time. <laughs> It is fascinating how that word has evolved, by the way, yes. because uh-huh. in the 60s, it was everywhere, and it only meant cat, mostly. James Bond had a James Bond. Bond. Yeah. pussy galore. That was also uh, a sexual on a double entendre. But True, but like it wasn't it was as right, commonplace. Right, right, right. Robin throws him a sword from somewhere, and he duels against the penguin's umbrella. Everyone eventually is knocked into the water, and the group are now punching each other while treading their way back on board. <laughs> Catwoman, deathly afraid of water, retreats inside the submarine. Oh my God. I... Because cats, you see. <laughs> right, right. Because she's a cat. Uh-huh. She's a cat. So... Like what? She's a cat. 
If, only she, was, if she was a lizard, she'd be fine. She'd be fine as a lizard. Because mm. uh, <laughs> lizards are the best. <laughs> um, we should all be lizards, actually. Yes. Uh, I love... This has been throughout. <laughs> we have a couple running gags, and one is how the lizard is obsessed with lizards. That is a... Uh, <laughs> First, They're, you have to catch a lizard, and you just you can't catch a lizard. They're apex predators. <laughs> um, I love in this entire thing. Whenever the the villains are always slunking more from like corner to corner, they're just run, running, yeah, jump and just <laughs> to the other side of the room. You know, um, there's also really fun bits where again, I feel like a lot of this is one two takes, Max. Because, like, the Riddler, who's acting his heart out. God bless him. Oh, yeah. Frank Gorshin. Like, I, I was hoping we get a chance just to say Frank Gorshin's Riddler is just one of my favorite things. He is putting in 110%. He absolutely is. Every uh-huh. take. He's, but, like, trying to be a villain. Yeah. But there are, <laughs> he's overacting, which is perfect for this. Uh, there's a part where, like, his mask doesn't fit right. And so he, like, pulls it up to talk to Penguin and then just puts it back down. <laughs> Where he he's gonna look in the um in the uh, what's it called the the periscope the periscope thank you and like he he puts his head in there and then like again he fucks his mask up so he like he moves his head out fixes his mask and then just goes back to the periscope <laughs> all that's in the movie <laughs> um, and then this fight it just might be the most chaotic thing I've ever seen put to screen it's just, there's a lot happening. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when they're shooting the shit out of the submarine, and then, like, you see all the villains just panicking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Joker's like, yeah, Joker's losing his shit, man. He's like, I didn't expect He's that. like, I didn't sign up for this, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm not the Joker from the future. I'm not okay with this. I want to live. <laughs> uh, and, and Batman's like, we have to just hit them hard enough to resurface, but we can't hurt them because the world leaders are in there. Also, uh-huh. they're humans. Also, they're human beings, Robin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Inside the sub, Catwoman just trips and falls. Her mask falls off, revealing her alias of Miss Kitka. Batman realizes that he's in love with a criminal. <laughs> a grave and he stares at her for like thirty seconds <laughs> as this dramatic music plays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, yeah, she just trips. <laughs> like, what? She just fell down. <laughs> and and Robin's like about to say something, and Batman's like. I forget what word he compromising. Uses. Yes, compromising. Because she doesn't know that he's yeah. He's, she doesn't, uh, know, he's Bruce she doesn't know why he's so shocked. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A grave look of despair marks his face. <laughs> <laughs> he downplays his feelings to Robin, and they arrest Catwoman. <laughs> Batman, he's just. Have you ever been on the subreddit? Watch people die inside. <laughs> it's fantastic, and it's just this. It's just people just being like, "My life means nothing anymore." Mm-hmm. Batman notices the vials filled with the council members and carefully grabs them. But Commodore Schmidlap finally reaches his breaking point, comes out demanding his tea, and is astonished to see Batman and Robin inside a submarine and trips over <laughs> Batman, spilling the contents of the vials and sneezing. The remains of the council members are now inseparable. No. <laughs> it felt like real insult to injury when he's just like, a chew. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just in case he didn't mix everything up enough. Let me sneeze a little bit of my snot in there. You know. Again, he's gone this whole movie, just not a clue what's happening. They've moved him from the hideout to the submarine. He's still just like, yeah. when are we getting on shore? And here's the thing. like, In order to rehydrate them, do they have to collect every single speck of the dust? Or somebody coming I'm, back without like a toe or something? I mean, in theory, oh, right? Yeah. Or a piece of their brain. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic stuff. Back at the Batcave, Batman and Robin carefully separate the commingled dust through the super molecular dust separator as the president and the world watch anxiously on live television. 
Batman uses the computer and enters the various ethnic and national factors needed to separate them properly. Robin suggests improving the factors to better them and fix the world's problems. But Batman strongly disagrees, both ethically and scientifically. The piles mm-hmm. of dust are successfully separated, and Batman takes the vials back to the United World Center to rehydrate them with soft water this time. The water transforms them back into diplomats, still mid-argument, completely ignorant of the excitement that has surrounded them. I need to comment on this yes. as well. Right before he dehydra- rehydrates them, he picks up a garden hose and says, <laughs> A solemn moment, gentlemen. <laughs> And it is the most incongruous image in a movie (laughs) full of incongruities. (laughs) Batman and Robin leave as inconspicuously as possible, ignoring the door, ignoring the door behind them and taking the bat ropes down the window. The end. And that's the movie. (laughs) The end. The living end. What? Living end. Living end. Like they add first, it says the end, then they add yeah. living, and then they add the dot 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 question, question mark. mark. And it's like none of that makes sense. What, is, what was the goal? That, I didn't understand any of like, that. Are they all dead? Right. Like, shouldn't this end on a happy note? Yeah. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> because not only, again, Batman's point is like, sure, we could try to fiddle with their heads and make them better people, and then maybe the world would get along I feel for like once. Robin's like, what if they're all white Christian boys? <laughs> <laughs> what if they're all just me? <laughs> Rod Dick Grayson. Yeah. Uh, Drinking nine the Robins. outlawed worldwide. Yeah. But Batman is obsessed with this kind of like diplomacy. The world needs to get along and then we need to do it through the right channels yeah. in yeah. order for, for the world to work. I right? mean, when he believes that uh, Kitka is actually from the USSR, he's like, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's, you know, saying that he wants to boner, but but in ways that are, you know, about diplomacy and like, yeah. I we think we should, our two countries should deepen their relations and robin's like no nah, the whole world should just be good <laughs> they're yeah. fucked like, as it is robin right now. be a does... fan of the penance stare robin <laughs> has you be like have you ever had alcohol in your life you're going to hell he has some ethical issues like he brings up a lot of like shady ethical right things but like on the surface he's like oh <laughs> man right. you're drinking mm, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah don't save those people. No, 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 Robin, you know, that's not okay. <laughs> you've just made me realize that if DC and Marvel ever do another Amalgam Comics yeah. mashup, then you need to mash up Nightwing with this Dick Grayson's kind of uh, ideas. <laughs> and Ghost with Rider. With Ghost Rider. <laughs> yes. So you call him Knight Rider. <laughs> Knight Rider. Knight Rider. Uh, sounds kind of sexual. The biggest internal <laughs> struggle ever. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he's got this flaming hot butt. <laughs> That goes back to what uh, we were saying. How does Ghost Rider fill out oh, the costume? Yeah. How does he fill out the costume? Is he still like flame? flesh and blood? It's just flames that look like muscles. <laughs> Man, yeah. But he's going to have a really good ass. Arnold, were the you the one ass. that sent me the naked picture of Ghost Rider yes, recently? It was yes. when we were de- talking yeah. about this. I was like, <laughs> okay. look, I, I had to do some research. I found several contradictory naked pictures of Ghost Rider. Are they canon? Yes, they're all in various Marvel comics. Oh, no. Some are like... I mean, it's canon. Is what do you make of some of these things? One of them is from like a swimsuit edition Marvel comic, so it's like, what do you, what do you want? You know what I mean? Yeah. Thanos is in like swim trunks. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, but yeah, and then I sent it to you because I thought they were funny. Always a Ghost Rider uh, reference. Yes. <laughs> always a Ghost Rider reference. All right, let's jump into the analysis of this. What do you make of this? From just let's go. We can just kind of like put all these categories together story wise oh man the the production as a whole cinematography action music costumes like give me your thoughts i'm conflicted because it's like it's not good but it's also 
great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like this actually falls firmly into like the so bad it's good category for me. It's uh, it's so hard to I would, start label those things. I, I would argue, and this is an argument I made before on a movie that I know I liked a lot more than, than you guys. It's Venom 2. Um, yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> that I wouldn't call 60s Batman so bad it's good because it's exactly what it wants to be. Yeah, that's All right. right. It, it's campy, right. which... Yeah. which well, it's, it's intentionally it campy, though. It is intentional, though. yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. It is a very intentional choice that they've made to make Batman that much of a of a goody two shoes and robin that much of a do-gooder like like it is very much you know they know it's silly uh right. and you and they brought in big actors i mean getting a guest spot to be a villain on batman in the 60s was akin to getting a guest spot on the simpsons like in the night this okay. was primetime tv like, yeah, yeah this was i mean because like burgess meredith serious actor Caesar yeah. Romero. I mean, all the all these different actors would come in and play villains. Eartha Kitt. Yeah. In that, season three. She's a yeah. big deal. Yeah, they were all big stars, and it was their chance to go and just do something goofy and fun for a while. Yeah. And it was like kind of a status symbol kind of thing. Like I'm you know, they weren't slumming it going on Batman. It was like, okay, yeah, we got a big name on Batman, and they're like, Yeah, I got to do this real fun, crazy thing and <laughs> you know, hang yeah. out. So I guess crazy show. instead of like so bad it's good to be more, it's like it's so campy and like kind of cringy, but like that's okay. Yeah, it's, like I'm not that, against that's it. How I yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And going back to um, you know what I was saying originally, how I, I felt before, I enjoyed this so much more than any other time I've seen this movie. And again, I've seen it at least like four times. <laughs> like I've seen it quite a bit, and I'm like, this time I'm like, this is fucking hilarious. Like this is <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it works on a bunch of different levels, but again. If Batman had never kind of taken that switch, like, I am very hesitant when someone is, tries to call back to this. Because I'm like, no, like, Batman's mm. a different character now. <laughs> and I prefer it to be the way he is now. He's very serious. He's brooding. He's depressed. Yeah, he doesn't he's need eyebrows things. on his mask. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, subtle things like, oh, yeah, Bruce Wayne down, went down a pole. You, It's so subtle. That, all that Yeah, that shit's fine. You know, but like. Let this be and enjoy it for what it is. This was a time. This was a Batman. We've moved on. But going back to it is very fun. And I think I'm going to watch some of the show, which yeah. I've never seen. I haven't seen any any of the regular oh, wow. TV show. Okay. I'd only, I mean, maybe I have. Again, I was very young. But uh, maybe it, some memories will be unlocked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there are other, there are a ton of other characters in the TV show. There's a Mr. Freeze. You know, there's uh, King Tut. King Tut. Can't tell you a single Vincent thing about Price him. Vincent Price was Egghead, I believe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh but story-wise, it doesn't matter. <laughs> like, no. This is, no, it doesn't matter. It's not really a, it's not a, really a story to this. Yeah. yeah. If you really, you know, when I was kind of making notes for the plot, I'm like, it's a lot of like, yeah, and then they go do this, and then they go do this. And, then, and I'm like, what's the thread here? And there isn't one, and that's fine, because this is a TV movie, and it has commercial breaks built in, and it's not supposed to be watched in one go. You're supposed to just have it on and enjoy it and not think too hard about it. And yeah. I think that is intentional. Let me pose you this question. Has there been a better Batman villain team up in any other Batman live action movie? Mm, probably not. I mean, and then you think about there really haven't been that many. Yeah. Yeah. Two-Face and Riddler. Yeah. And then there's... Uh, Mr. But, Freeze and Poison Ivy. They were deliberately trying to do this uh-huh. in those movies. Yeah. Schumacher was depressed about it because he did want to do something different because he's also not like a campy guy um Mm -hmm. you look at the rest of his filmography it's kind of all over the place it can get very serious Mm -hmm. but by the end i mean we talked about this on the batman and robin episode he was kind of broken down to the point where he's like hey 
before every take, he's like, remember, everybody, we're making a cartoon. Make it louder. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters. Nothing anymore. matters. Mm-hmm. And action. Like, <laughs> so those team ups, it's like, yeah, they're, they're deliberately calling back to this. Yeah. But I don't know. That's a good question because you look at some of the Dark Knight movies and they're not team ups so far as like they wrote those characters to work together in a way. Uh huh. Um, you've got like uh, yeah, the closest one is really just like Bane and Talia. Al Bane, and Talia. Yeah, you have Joker and Two Face. They don't really work, they don't together, work together though. Makes... They work kind of independent like, of each other. Yeah. Joker makes Two Face. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it, right? It's cr- it's more creative than two villains show up and they're like, "Do you want to be on a team?" <laughs> like, True. Like yeah. we we have the same thing. What are we? We mentioned this. I think we were talking about uh, No Way Home and. Uh, I hate when like a group of superheroes are being formed or a group of villains and they just show up and they're like, hey, do you want to be a team? Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go. And then (laughs) that's just it, you know, which has been a lot of what we've ever had. Whereas in No Way Home, they found a very organic reason why these characters would be brought together. And And they would be. They're like barely working together. And then would work together because they all have the same kind of similar goal. Get the fuck out. Go home. But there's no way home. (laughs) No way home. (laughs) <laughs> hey that's the name of the movie yeah that's off topic <sighs> i like spider-man too <laughs> um i do want to talk about the costumes a little bit oh yeah they are they're interesting they're... do you have any thoughts before i mean i said before eyebrows on batman's mask like what again it is intentionally ridiculous at the same time i wonder if they took this more serious approach would they look any different at this Time, probably not. I think the villain costumes hold up, personally. I think Riddler's costumes hold up. He gets the most costumes, by the way. He does. I noticed that. His costume looks better than Jim Carrey's costume. Uh Uh-huh. I think Jim Carrey... And again, Jim Carrey's are clearly based on his. Yeah, they're just worse. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because he has a unitard at one point. Yeah. And then he has, like, a suit. And they are green and have question marks. And and I have opinions about the new Riddler costume, but I haven't seen the movie yet, so I shouldn't really form opinions. (laughs) I'm not a fan of turning Riddler into Jigsaw, personally. Or the Zodiac Killer. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of get it, though. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. But I I think the Arkham games show you that you can do Riddler and and still still have have it scary. Yeah. He doesn't need to be wearing a weird mask and still be the Riddler. The Riddler is a character who... He has an OCD where he has to leave a riddle behind for Batman to solve. Yeah. Because also, he's self-destructive. He, he also likes feeling like he's smarter. That's also. why. Like, uh-huh. he's got like because a... he's giving Batman a, a deliberate clue. Right. That is very solvable and could thwart his entire plan. Mm-hmm. And his thinking is, if Batman can solve it, then he, is more deser- he, he deserves to stop me because he is smarter than I am. Yeah. But I am smarter than Batman. That is his OCD. So and he, I'm he never in, is. I mean, and this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. They leave behind ridiculous clues that are completely unsolvable, but because of the nature of the show and the movie, they solve them <laughs> they, and then they catch them. Their right? detective work is they talk to each other and come to the exact conclusion that they need that, to. That's the correct one. Yeah. yeah. I'm really hoping that we do get a sparrow with a machine gun in the Batman. You know, if we oh always have to call back to, to I this. want a ballpoint banana. Yeah. Ballpoint banana. I would just like to see Actually, that. Actually, I want to see a Russian person slip on a banana peel and break their neck. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your KG Beast cameo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, cinematography and action, look. It's they, not great. They did what they could in the 60s, and we've it was seen worse. Absolutely yeah. the TV crew. Just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. This is not, let's get a film crew in here. Not at all. 
I could definitely tell that that submarine fight was happening in a water tank on a set. You could see the background. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But, but that's okay. But that's fine. okay. And there it is something. Absolutely fine. Yeah. And there is something to be said that they're like, look, they have to be creative. And mm-hmm. a lot a lot of times today, there's no room for creativity because we're going to green screen all of it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, how can we put this on screen? Like they have a helicopter. Yeah. And they have, and yeah, they use B footage of like when World War II was over. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> because on TV, <laughs> you success, would, success. Yeah. On TV, you wouldn't notice. And on, on we completely noticed that it was, it's very grainy and it's uh-huh. very different. But, you know, they have helicopter shots and they have I'm like, like I'm real. I'm pretty sure I've seen this exact thing in a documentary once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And they fucking built, like, amazing props, you know? Yeah. Say what you will, the Batmobile, it's... It's not bad. It is this perfect kind of time capsule of the 60s and what you would do with a Batmobile back then, even though it doesn't look like any of the comics. I like it better than the movies that we got. It's pretty, and that's why people recreate that car all the time. Mm Mm-hmm. I've seen a couple, like, in real life. Yeah. Well, it's doable in real life. It is obviously more so than the other ones. Yeah. But it's good looking. Like, it's a good looking car. It's a nice car with some bat beams to it. Yeah. And it's got a light on the top because he's deputized. (laughs) (laughs) He could pull people over if he wanted to. (laughs) Hey. uh, No lawbreakers. You were going 30 in this school zone. (laughs) Imagine Batman's pulling you over. You can't go higher than 25 here. Oh, I wasn't done talking about costumes. Sorry. Oh. There's a lot of those little details that they clearly were not expecting to be visible. His utility belt is made out of dish sponges. I didn't even notice that. I did not catch that at all. Uh, That's incredible. (laughs) I think I may have sent you this on uh, That's a Book Light. Uh (laughs) Back in the... Yeah, so they use yellow dish sponges that they cut up and they're not perfectly straight. I that now. I didn't catch that (laughs) watching it, though. I was looking for it. Uh, I think they're spray painted. Uh Kind of covers the holes a little bit, but you can definitely tell... They're just dish sponges. His cowl is like frayed from just like they cut the fabric. They didn't sew it over or anything like that. They're like, mm-hmm. it's good enough. You <laughs> oh my know? God. But yeah, uh, any other costume things? Music. The music is what you expect. It's like, it's not bad. It's like the. They had another theme that they used a little bit more because they didn't have the opening theme because of that TV show. I mean, I enjoyed it, honestly. I like the music. Again, I think it did. better than some of the movies that we've done on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. <laughs> we've heard no worse. complaints about it. Yeah. Absolutely not. <laughs> well. Yeah, is there anything else to dissect? It, yeah, is any, we, you know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Again, it's funny. It's very campy. Again, camp is bad on purpose. Yeah. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. basically what that means. It is exactly what it's intended to be. And I found it very enjoyable, at least this time around. And again, if you didn't like it a few years ago, give it another shot, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely worth it's worth a look. Yeah, mm-hmm, absolutely. Sure. Do we do Keeper Cancel? I'm guessing it's Adam West. It's Adam West. <laughs> so this is a segment of the show where we talk about the stars and we decide if we're going to keep them or we're going to cancel them. It's like cancel okay. culture. It's fun. It's a fun thing. <laughs> so Adam West. I'm just going to go through his filmography real quick. Well... He's the mayor of Quahog. <laughs> actually, he was the great ghost. Great ghost. <laughs> Quite an illustrious career, actually. This is very long. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, he was uh, in the business for a long time. Mm-hmm. Has credits as far back as 1957 in films from Voodoo Island, Ghost in the China Sea, The Young Philadelphians, Geronimo, Soldier in the Rain, Robinson Crusoe on Mars. Robinson Crusoe uh, on Mars. Wow. 
He got that shipwrecked got on Mars. So much better than I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be like, oh, it's just oh, he did a Robinson Crusoe on Mars. No, on Robinson Mars. Crusoe, I sleep on Mars. <laughs> Real shit. Uh, might have to check that out. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, before getting into Batman in 1966, obvious that this is what kind of set his career off for the well, rest of his it's life. It's what he was pretty much known for for the rest of his life. Yeah. Not only had did and he, he rep- rolled with it, which is yeah, he was fantastic. he was fine with it. Yeah. I love to see that. You know, I love to see people like Mark Hamill, who is acutely aware that he will be Luke Skywalker till the day he dies, and, and he embraces it. Yeah, he embraces it. He's, he's cool very, with it. He's so cool. He's very thankful for like the fans. The fandom yeah. that he's created, that he's been mm-hmm. like a positive, you know, thing on all countless people's lives and shit. Yeah. See, some other things. The Girl Who Knew Too Much, Hooper, One Dark Night. I don't know any of these things. Zombie Nightmare. Zombie Doing Nightmare. Doing Time on Planet Earth. Omega Cop. Anything rings a bell. You guys let me know. Joyride. No, nothing is ringing a bell so far. Seems like a lot of like smaller projects. Probably. Return to the Batcave. The Misadventures of Adam and Bert. As a TV movie, I remember oh, this came I out. I remember that oh, back yeah. in the day, and it was just kind of like a kind of a documentary on this. While also they hired some younger actors to like recreate scenarios, kind of like uh, unsolved mysteries. Oh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tales from Beyond, Chicken Little. Who was he in Chicken Little? Ace Hollywood Ace. Chicken Little. Oh, the Hollywood version of Chicken. Oh, that's like at the end of the movie. He was also on Meet the Robinsons. Oh, that's right, Uncle Art. That. Yeah. Huh. That's a great movie. That's, That's a, a great movie. Pretty big movie. name for yeah. Meet the Robinsons. Uh, yeah. yeah. I've heard that that didn't have a very impressive cast from some people. <laughs> it was also a very, like... <laughs> Scooby-Doo. It's a very underrated movie. It is underrated, I think. I think oh, it's, yeah, I think it's no, quite good. I actually really like Meet the Robinsons. <laughs> uh, Scooby-Doo and the Beach Bestie. I don't think I've seen that, that one. It's more recent. It's from 2015. Oh. Yeah, he's done some Batman animated stuff. I mean, you mentioned those movies, but I think he's also done a couple Scooby-Doo things as Batman recently yes this he also is... i think did some of the cartoons he did might have even done the... super friends okay sorry i was okay. on the, i was on movies let's jump over to tv oh real quick. yeah he's probably in a lot of tv because like yeah he's got family guy he did that yeah. for like 10 15 Pe- years he was in perry mason outer limits bewitched he he was in bewitched hmm. for an episode huh. that was before batman obviously batman yeah shazam oh that's an interesting crossover the shazam tv show he played hercules cool oh voice Oh, Philly said he was Catman in Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, oh there we go. Is that what you, you That's said what that, I right? said earlier. I wasn't sure if it was actually true, though. Tarzan and the Super 7 as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, the New Adventures of Batman as Bruce Wayne Batman. Okay, so he did do a lot of animated Batman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legends of the Superhero we talked about. Fantasy Island. He was in two episodes of Fantasy Island. Nice. Wow. We mentioned Fantasy Island because it's it's a show with um, Ricardo Montalban. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Super Friends. The Legendary Superpowers Show. That's what that show was called. And the Superpowers Team, Galactic Guardians. Jesus. Galactic Guardians. Eight episodes each as Bruce Wayne Batman. Uh, murder, she wrote. There's a murder. Oh. <laughs> the Ben Stiller Show. Oh, I guess he just played himself. Batman the Animated Series. We talked about this. A great ghost. Yep. Rugrats. He played Captain Blasto. Oh. Huh. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, that rings a bell. It does, yeah. I think he's like also like a TV hero. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he did that in a lot of cartoons, playing yeah. a superhero from an old TV show. Like Th- that was his thing. Yeah, his bread and butter. The Simpsons as himself, uh-huh. as Batman, of course, yeah, of course. multiple times. I think Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, two episodes. Who's in Tales of the Crypt? Uh, Tales from one the episode. Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. Cool. Wow. The Good Life. Space Ghost, Coast to Ghost. Yeah, Space yeah, Batman. 
Batmantis. <laughs> Batmantis. Uh, Adventures of Pete and Pete. Two episodes. He was the principal in that show. Huh. What? Ah, uh, here we go. Lois and Clark, the new Adventures of Superman. Played. Hey, we're gonna J- do that. We are. One episode where you played Jerry Retchman. I guess just a random oh, character. You didn't play Bruce Wayne. Oh, that yeah. would have been awesome. That would have been cool. Way too cool for that show. <laughs> <laughs> and again, that show's weird because it's like a it's like a romantic sitcom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Goosebumps. Two episodes. The Galloping Gazelle is what oh, he played, which I think is also an old superhero. Makes sense. Was that a uh, Attack of the Mutant? Is that what that story was? Oh, that was one of my favorite Goosebumps <sighs> I books. I didn't say. I don't want to click on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the comic book inspired one. Yeah. yeah. Johnny Bravo, voice in two episodes oh, as himself. Yeah. yeah, I remember that actually. Animaniacs as Spruce Wayne slash Caped Crusader. Spruce Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Again, uh, it's a WB thing, so they got yeah. all. They already oh, had the. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was tight with WB. Yeah. <laughs> Family Guy, obviously. Family Guy, uh, as himself. 118 episodes as Mayor Adam West. Mayor Adam, yes. <laughs> he was on the Drew Carey show, Kim Possible. Oddly Fair, okay. uh, Fairly, fairly Odd Parents, thank you. Oddly Fair yep. Parents. Monster Island. <laughs> Seven episodes in The Batman, which is the one that came after animated series. Oh, yeah. yeah. May, he plays the mayor, Marion Grange. King of Queens as himself, the Boondocks as a lawyer. R. He Kelly's was Boondocks? He was R. Kelly's lawyer. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think I remember that episode. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, shit. Uh, Guiding Light, George Lopez, 30 Rock, SpongeBob SquarePants as Young Mermaid Man. That makes so That's much sense. incredible. Bravo. That is Bravo. great. <laughs> uh, we, I said this. He played Thomas Wayne in Batman Brave and the Bold, superhero uh, yep. squad show. He plays Nighthawk. That's like a newer show for kids. Yeah, that's a, that's a Marvel show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, he was a Marvel oh, hero, too. Wow. Hey, double dipping. There's yeah. our crossover. There's yeah. your crossover right there. <laughs> Robot Chicken DC Comic Special 3, Magical <laughs> Friendship. How have I never seen that? Wow. Bing Bang Theory as himself makes sense. That's, yeah, that pretty much wraps that up. He, he also he's got a lot of credits. Video games, Family Guy video games, Lego Batman video games, Grand Theft Auto 5, he was a guard. Wow. What? So, um, want to guess that? I love that he was in the Lego Batman video game. Yeah, yep. I wish he was in the Arkham games. Yeah, that would have been fun. Cool. <laughs> that might have been a little too silly for those games, though. Maybe. Let's see, married three times. Oh, wait a second. During the Batman television series, Adam West's relationship with co-star Burt Ward was described as problematic. <gasps> <gasps> he said Burt fell victim to making up stories to sell books. But in a way, it was flattering because he made me sound like King Kong. Well, that's not that bad. West also said that he played <laughs> Batman for laughs, but in order to do that, one had to never think it was funny. You just had to put on the pull on the cow and believe that no one would recognize you. During the Batman <laughs> series, he became close friends with crossover co-star Van Williams, who played the Green Hornet. There was a Green Hornet crossover. Yes, I actually I didn't even that. know that. Yeah. yeah. I think like Bruce Lee was in some of that too. <laughs> yeah. As Cato? No, as like Bruce Lee or or Just some, or like himself? a vil- or like a villain or something. Oh, yeah. yeah, he he had a guest role. I, I don't know what the problematic part of that was. So never mind. It was problematic in that. Oh he man, he made up tall star. tales about me. Yeah. yeah. Batman the animated series actor Kevin Conroy, who performed alongside West in the episode "Beware the Gray Ghost," said Adam West was incredibly good, generous actor. Loved working with him as Gray Ghost, a true gentleman. <laughs> uh, Burt Ward said, "This is after he died." There are several fine actors who have be, who have portrayed Batman's in films. In my eyes, there was only one real Batman, and that is and always will be Adam West. Aww. He was truly the bright knight. Aww. You know, if Batman's the dark knight, this is 
Adam the West is the bright night. Yeah. This, yeah. Is, this is not dark at all in any way. Yeah. So <laughs> they, he had pre recorded five more Family Guy episodes as uh, Mayor Adam West, which were released posthumously as part of his 16th season. Yada, yada, guest of honor, blah, blah, blah. Well, it sounds like uh, people yeah. generally liked them. Overall beloved, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. And I think another highlight is like, yeah, he spent the latter 50 years of his life basically rehashing this role. Well, he was almost like par- of parodying himself too. And he just didn't. Yeah. He didn't mind it. Mm-hmm. I think the role in Family Guy, his character's bits in that show were hysterical because he is playing an idiot version of himself. And you can tell in his performance <laughs> that he thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, like, and I think he approached it the same way he approached Batman, which was, I know this is dumb and silly. I'm going to act like it is important and serious. Yeah. Which is what makes it funny. And yeah, he was exactly. right about yeah. that. And I'm going to make yeah. the most of it. You yeah. can't. Sometimes in comedy, you're funny by playing it straight. You don't play up the fact that it's a joke. Yeah. Look at Jason yeah. Bateman. He's always <laughs> a straight man. And it's hilarious. To a, almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I and that is something in his performance in this where he doesn't break. No, there is, there is one scene where he almost smirks, and I think it's intentional because like Kitka did something like sexy or something. He's just like he's like, mm. Mm. <laughs> but it looked like he was like stifling a laugh. <laughs> like, I I can't imagine like being in that movie and taking it seriously. I can't imagine. I, I don't mm. think people like you or me would be able to do that. I yeah. break character every like line. <laughs> And again, this doesn't look like this. Sh- this movie in general doesn't look like they played with too many takes. It was like, get it right, or else we're fucked. <laughs> like we got to do this now. Yeah. We got to wrap in two days so we can start <laughs> shooting the TV show again. You know, <laughs> the money's running out. People. They probably treated it as just a long episode. Mm-hmm. Probably they, pro- they yeah. probably didn't even like film it like schedule wise like a movie. Yeah, and uh, we talked about this a lot of times when you see like a movie based on a TV show, things look different because they're using a much bigger Power budget. Rangers. Yeah, new costumes. Doesn't matter. The costumes like, looked, it looked weird because they were so good. They were too good. They yeah. were too good. It looked like actual armor. Yeah, which <laughs> makes sense. Right? Yeah. But uh, yeah, keep Adam West. Adam West oh, sounds yeah. like a gem. Great. Yeah. Again, it sounds I can I couldn't find any dirt on him and I tried. So I, I'm a keep a class act gentleman. He's a legend. Keep him. Keep him. All right, let's wrap this up into the Phantom Zone. This movie, Batman, 1966. What are your final thoughts? And will you put this into the Phantom Zone, Chris, to be forgotten? Or does it belong to be rewatched by everybody? Put this in the Hall of Fame. All right. <laughs> you know, this is your in answer. the Hall of Justice. You know, it's especially as you said now, you know, if this just shaped what Batman was going to be for years and years and years, I can understand like resenting it maybe. Yeah. But no, we've gotten so many, as we talked earlier, so many different interpretations of Batman that have all worked, that have all been valid. And I think that this is the apex of this crazy campy version of Batman. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I just think if you go in with the right mindset, it is just a ton of fun for almost two hours, you know? So, uh, <laughs> so definitely, definitely out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. Don't put it in the Phantom Zone. Keep this because mm-hmm. it's, it's too much fun. It's way too much fun <laughs> for this to just not exist. Yeah. In fact, my only like actual issue with the movie is I felt like maybe the last 20 minutes dragged a bit. Maybe it didn't need to be this long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But overall, more so than any movie we watch, I think I laughed out loud to myself more than <laughs> like. Yep. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going to keep this is borderline comedy for me. It's a bo- Yeah, it's comedy gold. It's, all, it's <laughs> yeah. like as funny as like Scott Pilgrim. It's like on that level for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. This movie, and again, I didn't used to enjoy this film before, and for some reason, maybe I crossed a maturity line where <laughs> different kinds of things are funny to me now. Right. I thought this was hysterical, and I've seen it, I knew what I was expecting, and I could not stop laughing in parts. Watch this movie, watch it in a group setting. Mm-hmm. Like There are movies where I'm like, I hate watching in a group, because the thing is, one person's going to make a joke and then the whole movie is going to be treated differently. This is, this is the type of movie where that's okay. This is the opposite. Yeah. Get as many people. Get pizza, drinks going, make a party out of it. Watch this movie. You're going to have a hysterical time. Especially if you like watching like B movies mm. and intentionally so bad they're good movies. We don't consider this one of those, but it's in that vein where you will enjoy this. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it is. It's like if you like almost anything with like Bruce Campbell in it. Yeah. Like yeah. that type of humor, you probably like because like a lot of things with Bruce Campbell is just like it's campy. You know, mm-hmm. the dialogue is yeah. dumb, but it's great. Maybe not Evil Dead though. That one's a little dark. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm not up to date on any of Sam Raimi's stuff. Other than I only saw the one about he did it way after Spider Man, and it was really uh, gross. Drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think that was funny at all. <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to. I didn't know what to feel. Anyway, yeah, I mean, move yeah on. that was a, no. So check this out. Watch with friends. Have a good time. I agree with you about the last twenty minutes. That's what I thought last time I watched this. For some reason, this time I think I was enjoying it too much to notice that the <laughs> that it was dragging at the end. If it was made today, even in this style, it would have been edited a little tighter. Yeah. I think, especially again, they drive to like the airport, get in the in the back hop, and then go somewhere else. And they drive to the marina, get in the boat, go somewhere else. Too much time spent just oh. showing them driving. Yeah. At mm-hmm. one point they have to like, okay, well Bruce has to go back to the back cave, through the mansion, into the back cave. He gets Robin, they get and then they go back to the same location. That was you know? kind of funny though, because it shows him just like running he's like, Dick, I need to talk to you over here. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well the commissioner's there and he's like, you need to go back because I think Batman's gonna call you soon. <laughs> yeah. And Commissioner Gordon's like all right. Okay. <laughs> Off I go. So, yeah, look, if you like dad jokes, if you like pun humor, if you like B-movies, I think this is way up your alley. Like Chris said, like I've said, you don't have to resent it for ruining Batman. It absolutely did not ruin Batman. A case could be made that Batman has been very reactive. So, mm-hmm. like, after this, it got really dark. And then, like, it went in a different direction again. Then it went in a different direction. It's kind of like yeah. Star Wars. It's like, oh, you didn't like that last one? We're going to make the next one super different. You know, which isn't <laughs> always the best thing to do. <laughs> right. Yep. But hey, this again, we have a million iterations of Batman. You can pick and choose. You can say this is my favorite. I'm going to watch it 10 times. Yeah. For me, that's Batfleck and also the Dark Knight movies. Those are my favorites, but I can watch. I love the Schumacher movies. They hold a place in my heart. They're very enjoyable to watch. And if you have come that far with those movies, you can watch this and enjoy it. This should be remembered for fucking always. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's it for me. That's it for us. Birdo, what movie are we doing next week? Next week, we are going to be watching Jonah Hex. I don't okay. remember what year that came out. I think it's like 03. No. It wasn't that early. It wasn't that early, right? <laughs> 2010. Okay. All right, so this is the first. It's it's on multiple platforms. It is both on HBO Max and Netflix in the United States. Apparently in Canada, it is at least on Netflix. So uh, there you have it. There's no reason to not watch this with us, except for it sucks, apparently. Um, Yeah, so that's it for us, you guys. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for subscribing on your podcast app. Thank you to that piano dude for a musical intro. Guys, make sure you leave a rating or a review on Apple, Spotify, whatever app you use that will allow ratings and reviews. 
please tell a friend. And if you've told a friend, thank you for telling that friend. That works very well, and it means a lot to us. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Films from the Phantom Zone, and you can find us to argue with us on Twitter at Films from PZ. We are on TikTok at Films from PZ, and all these episodes are available on YouTube. Actually, no, they're not. You know, they didn't get on. Not that. all of them, but our internet's so bad on the up speeds that it's like <laughs> cool. Two hours to upload a YouTube video. I don't want to do this right now. Anyway, if that's how you like, <laughs> if that's how you like listening to podcasts, you can do that. We're on YouTube at Films from the Phantom Zone. All these episodes are live streamed on Twitch at twitch.tv slash films from PZ. If you guys want to hang out with us, like Philly to the J has, my wife Sable has. We had the man named John. The man named John. You can do that. Calm down to twitch.tv slash films from PZ Monday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern time. Hang out with us. If we're not recording an episode, we're playing a game. And it's probably going to be superhero themed because apparently we have 50 of those. Thanks to Birdo. <laughs> You're welcome. So, uh, more video game stuff will be coming your way as soon as Birdo does it. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, give me some time on that. Yeah, but yeah. if you're in the chat, again, <laughs> thank you guys for participating. It's been so fun. They've been fact-checking us and hanging out. If you want to support the show, you can do that on Patreon. We also have a Discord server that you can chat with us literally whenever you want and have a fun discussion when new stuff is coming out. Peacemaker episodes, stuff we don't talk about, maybe Boba Fett episodes. We could talk Moon about Moon Knight, yeah. all that stuff. That's going to be in there. What'd you say? I said, like, yeah, that stuff we can talk about. In yeah, Discord. exactly. Yeah. So that is linked below, um, along with all our other social medias. And thank you to our guest, Chris from hey. Assembly Required Podcast. That's also linked below. Is there anything you want to say before we head out? Just thank you guys for having me on. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was <laughs> so much fun. Yeah. Maybe we can get you on for some other things. I'd love it. Chris is a huge Star Wars nerd. Oh. Uh, might be on par or nerdier than you, Berto. Maybe. And I think his wife, from what I hear, beats all everybody. Yeah. Oh, nice. I've, I've played uh, Star Wars Trivial Pursuit with her. Never again. Uh, it was bad. Was it like <laughs> Unreal? Uh, it was It was rough, man. <laughs> she, she like grew up reading the visual dictionaries and stuff, so like oh, she can tell you... Oh, like, like minute details. Yeah, and stuff. Like, okay. So she's like, oh, that ship is a whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. We, got, we got married on May the 4th. I don't know if I <laughs> told you that. Yeah. That is right, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, then they had the music playing in their wedding. <laughs> That's yeah, cool. When we came in for the, re- um, for the reception, we, of course, had to come into the throne room music. Yeah. So. so we don't do that much Star Wars stuff, but maybe if we did one day... I'd be down. Hey, that would this, be fun. This is what we would probably get together and do. So, I love guys, talking about Star Wars too. I, so, yeah, yeah. I, I quite enjoy Star Wars. I'm not as deep into the weeds, but I do love Star Wars. So, anyway, guys, thank you again, and that's it for us. Uh, and we will see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.